told him you never know. night with Riggs. Yeah, Riggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You took a bunch of money off him. He texts me at like 4 a.m. He's like, he sent me a thing. He goes, uh, I'm up 500. And then I got a text at like 930. He goes, just walked into my place. Things escalated. And he has his Venmo and it says minus 1500. I'm like, oh, God. You should have left. Honestly, shout out Riggs. I tried to get him to come through uh, for this, but yeah. he's sick. Yeah, he's not feeling good. He's feeling under the weather. Yeah. Who knows if the Rona got him or not? But yeah, I don't know. I'm He's not like, going to disclose not, his personal I'm not information. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, we had a uh, bumped into you guys. What was the spot? Casa? Casa. Which we had a night at Casa the night we met. Yes. The night of the even more fun. The just, episode. Just a bunch of dudes. So we go out. This is the night I met you. Are we rolling? Okay. We went out uh, the night we met. You were here. Came through for the last episode with Caleb and those guys. <laughs> we're like, hey, like. We drank here for a while. We're like, oh, let's go get something to eat. Everyone's kind of winding down. And uh, we go down to Old Town, that area, very genuinely like looking for a good meal. Yeah. We weren't, I wouldn't say we were looking for a party. No. Necessarily. Deep down, maybe we were a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> no one mentioned it though. Yeah. So I'm actually the reason because we get to the fucking like, there was like oh, a little low key the pub. Reason. Yeah. And I reach in, Versace usually carries my wallet because. I fucking lose shit all the time and I get drunk. So he's the guy, our guy who keeps us fucking, keeps our operation intact. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yo, do you have my wallet? And he's like, nah, bro, you had it. And then I realized I left my shit here. Of course, the hard at the door is like, dude, I'm looking at me. I have a fucking silver fox is my beard. You know what I mean? I'm not fucking, I'm fucking 30. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, but hard ass doesn't let me in. And I'm like, Deep down, I'm like, ah, oh, I hate to be that guy. I don't want to be the guy. Like, everyone, everyone's sitting down to eat. We couldn't go in. And uh, we venture off just about 100 yards deeper it's into Old Town. big difference. And uh, fuck, a whole different world. A whole world. <laughs> a whole a whole, world. Our whole world got turned upside down. Fast forward <laughs> 20 minutes later. Granted, I walk up to Casa. I'm like, where? I'm not wearing shit that, like, they normally let people in. And I'm fairly new here at this point. The guy at literally the general manager's like, Mike, like, I feel like I was in the hangover. Like, you don't remember anything? <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess the night before I took a bunch of money from him playing beer pong. He's like, we got to get a rematch. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, don't even Can remember. <laughs> he walks us in. We're literally like eight dudes. Now in Old Town, you, it's social distancing. So like, there's literally glass, like separators, let's call them, in between the booths. It's just eight of us, just eight dudes jammed in there sitting there ordering tacos and fucking whatever the fuck we ordered i, I had ordered, plates like on my leg i ordered too feeding much food. dana yeah um but had ended up ended up sending it right sending we it, sent yeah. it yeah we got after i it. walked into my house at 5 30. what did wifey say was she pissed not not pissed because she's slightly she's disappointed cool. like, yeah but like she's cool with she's cool with uh if i tell her when i'll be home or if there's like a, a time like i say oh i'll be home x like and I'm not, then I get, you know, obviously yeah. like, that's fair. But that one, she was, she was more like, okay, how many girls were around? She knows zero. the operation. And I said like literally zero. <laughs> literally none. And she goes, no way. I said, it was eight dudes at a table eating chicken fingers and tacos. I swear <laughs> to God. But like, how do you believe that? <laughs> yeah, of course. It literally sounds like a bold-faced lie. <laughs> and then we came back here and there were no girls, but we fucking Nothing. raged and yeah, just played, played beer, beer pong. pong. <laughs> played a lot of beer pong. You you can play a little I'm bit. I'm all right. Yeah, you yeah. You can play a little bit. I'm better than gonna, Riggs, apparently. Not going to let that fly <laughs> under the radar. Now, Riggs, 
So fast forward, <laughs> I'm on like a three-day fucking bender going into the new year. After the night with you, we were like, oh, let's chill out. Like I hadn't had a drink. Because I, I go through those phases where I don't, I'm not necessarily like, I can't just keep partying. Like Johnny can. <laughs> and like some people are built like that. And like when we go on tour, we put that hat on and we wear that hat yeah. for like two months straight. We're like, hat. all right, we're partying. It's a heavy hat. <laughs> Gets heavier as you keep going. <laughs> but uh, we go we go into Old Town. And we, I want to say after that night, I took like 10 days off. Didn't drink at all, right? Go into the new year. I'm like, this is probably my final send here in Scottsdale. You posted it. You said it's our final send. Final send up. Yeah. I did. I did. And I meant it. <laughs> so <laughs> we get after it. What night did I run into you? I think it was new, no, it was New Year's Day. New Year's Day. Yeah, because we I, I was at my buddy's. We watched games all day. So yep. I had to get a nightcap. New Year's Day. Um, that was day two. So that was just the middle. That was the, <laughs> that was the mezzanine floor for me. Um, but we uh, fucking absolutely sent it. I want to say it was just bros that night too. It was really. just I, say, like that's the, again like I had to. Your bring wife up, doesn't buy any. Of it. I was just like it's just dudes. <laughs> I was sitting at the at the bar with. Uh, Briggs and my buddy Colt and just yeah. us three. And she was with us at the watching football. And then and then I was like, Yeah, we ran into Cody and you. And mm -hmm. I was like, She's like, Yeah, like, you know, how many girls were there? I said, There was a couple girls at your guys' table. Yeah, but yeah. I was like, I was sitting at the bar with two dudes. Yeah, and then I came were. back here and there was just if, dudes. If Lacey's listening, he was. <laughs> I swear. I can confirm. So it was like, it was just like the most, but like, see, for me, this is best case scenario because I don't yeah. want really want girls around. Right. Like, I'd rather right. just play beer pong. I actually want to say now, we could cut this out if it's bad. A girl came up to you and was like, if you didn't have a wedding ring, I'd... Oh, that was the first night at the, at yeah, the yeah. taco Yeah, And that place. was the only time a girl interacted with us all night. Yeah, it did feel good. <laughs> you got, you got the, <laughs> bunch of dudes I, around. I felt was very like, good. fuck, man. He is <laughs> shit. God damn it. It's because it's I have my ID. She, she knew I was of age. Like, she, yeah, she yeah. felt it out. <laughs> but um, the night, that was the night I met Riggs. I know Colt. Yeah. We've had some, uh, we've had some nights. <laughs> I think we met through Sagan. Do you know Tyler Sagan? The uh, yeah, I met him. Actually, I met him and Marcus Stroman one night. I didn't know random, that. Random, no shot they remember. Uh, but it was like five, six years ago. We were at, uh, I was in Dallas with uh, Colt's buddy, his mm -hmm. old roommate, and we we're out. And he's like, "Oh yeah, my buddy Tyler's coming." And then like he showed up. I'm like, "Oh, like Tyler Sagan." Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's yeah. A different. And we went out, and uh, but I met him once. But yeah, he's a he's a legend. My God, he's a legend. Talk about girls coming up to people at a bar. <laughs> I never felt less about myself. Oh, yeah. No, no. Yeah, that, guy, that guy can fucking pull, <laughs> wrangle him. It was wild. <laughs> he can wrangle him. The puck bunnies, that's what they call it. The, the, uh, uh, great term. Yeah, puck sluts? <laughs> Is puck bunnies just a made-up thing? I really like puck, puck, puck bunnies kind of better. Like puck bunnies. Yeah, it's way more PC as well. You exactly. can say it. Love. I think puck bunnies. Let's go with puck bunnies. <laughs> um, the puck bunnies are fucking passionate <laughs> they love hockey the morals like the nights i've had in dallas at sagan's house like me and tyler have been buddies for a long time now we've we've had a lot of <laughs> a lot of the nights we've had a lot and uh it's usually on his home turf too yeah like it's usually like i'm in, on tour in dallas so, and he's there and like we'll just obviously i have a huge you know concert and he'll end up hosting the party at his house <laughs> after and we just fucking ransack his house <laughs> Having random sex all over his house. <laughs> this was before he had a girl. So, like, it was a lot more, you know, guns blazing. <laughs> yeah. But even when he does have a girl, I do the same thing. <laughs> but, yeah, we've had some good ones. I didn't know you met Marcus. Yeah, it was the same night. It was random. They must oh, have been there? hanging out. Yeah. We went to, I was at some, like, divey, divey bar. Love that. And um, we, uh, they, like, they were already there. And, like I said, my buddy uh, knew him. So, we, like, ended up hanging out with him. And then we went to this club called, like, 
bubbles or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, that went was out. A it was good vibe. It was wild. Like I didn't realize they had that going on. And we went in there, and I was the same thing. I was just like hanging. I think I just finished a tournament, and I was just hanging. And I was talking to Marcus about stuff. Uh, again, no shot he remembers, but we were just like. I don't, like honestly kind of same thing we did the other night like just like a bunch, bunch of dudes bunch talking of bros, except like girls kept coming up to talk to tyler like that's <laughs> yeah. how the night was and he's I was just like, like okay yeah, he's just rejecting them <laughs> yeah. or shooing them off he's like no we're just talking about hoggy or whatever i'm like dude like yeah. this looks he's matured know. a lot he's matured a lot he's is a different version of him when i when i first met him he should probably say the same for me um but uh what i want to touch on Riggs. so that was the night i met Riggs. just like when was uh, so new year's day yeah and um, again, ended up here like most nights playing beer pong. You came for a bit, or uh, eight or minutes. The, you got you came in, <laughs> you touched for soil, my next you left. Uber. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, Riggs stayed. I want to say ten a.m. Yeah. So out. he texted me nine forty-five. Just walked into my place, and yeah. I was like, "Wow!" <laughs> and I really, really respected his effort. Like, we're we have a bond now that like, can't be broken, <laughs> no. just because, like, dude, literally everyone left, and it was just me and him shooting it when out. When you watch the sunrise with a dude, exactly, and, like from the night before, that's, especially that's, the night you meet him, yeah, that's a that's a bond. And Riggs really didn't like losing. No, didn't like it. Competitive dude, didn't like. I'm it. telling, I, 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 he was he was bragging about being up money early in the night, which early I mean is he texted me at four, yeah, but that's then early. he texted me the losses. At 10 a.m. It's a long, it's a, beer pong's a gentleman's game. It's a long game. Yeah. It's, it's the long haul. It's the hardest table to get off of. Blackjack, some people think, but no. Yeah, no. Beer, be beer when, you're, when you're shooting a good beer pong ball, there's really not much that so can bring you down. So we have a rule, my friends, uh, when I was living in Long Beach, we would do our little beer pong days, nights, and we had a rule. I could rule. tell you got some miles on you in the beer <laughs> yeah, pong got table. Little, got a couple miles. Yeah. And uh, we, we, you know, set a denomination early mm -hmm. and, uh, it'll get competitive and then someone will start doing the thing Well, they'll they'll double down mm -hmm. to to try to or double or nothing to try to make their money back so yep. i've made a rule that if you once a number let's say we were playing for a game for 50 and then you're down 50 and then you play the next game for 100 mm -hmm. once you say you're gonna play for 100 you have to play for 100 or no less until rest the, the rest of the night Ooh, so you have like to be that. careful you can't just you can't be the guy that's down a zillion plays one game wins and then you know goes back to mm -hmm. 50 bucks so, so what happened to Riggs, man yeah what happened to Riggs? he uh I forget the teams. I'm really bad with this. I forget who. I, do you, anyone remember who I was playing with that night? Or you guys even Steve, chill out. Um, but I was we. Oh, Cody, oh. who obviously has some some cashola. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's tough to make nervous. Yeah, he's not really tripping about a no, fucking. He'll be all right. Thousand dollar. Me and Cody have made some money since I've been here. I, I bet. Um, but yeah, I want to say Riggs was up. Probably he we won a few games and was up. We were up. We were playing like t t two fifty dollar game. Then we did, he was up 500 and I said, let's play for 700 or something like that. And then it just went downhill for him, <laughs> went down. And he was, he was like, like literally his partner is like a good buddy of mine, Ruby. He was just like, he wasn't contesting the losses, <laughs> but his tone was. And I was just like, oh, do you like, are you contesting? Like, what's going on? You know? And he's just like, nah, I just fucking hate losing. He's like, I was just up 500. How the fuck am I down? I was texting my friends. How am I down 1,500 right <laughs> I now? I told everybody. All of Scottsdale knows I'm up. Shout out, Riggs, man. He was pretty fucking butthurt about your, your shitting on his swing, too. Yeah, I had to text him the other day. Cause he's What'd like, he say? He, well, because he hasn't been feeling too well. And yeah. he texted me. He's like, hey, he goes, you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna, uh, do all this while I feel sick. And I'm just sitting here vulnerable in my house. And I said, to be fair, this was three weeks ago. Yeah. And I was like, but he, he said it was funny. Um, but 
So that's, I, I, I make fun of his stuff a lot, but I only do it because I know he could take it. Yeah. Can he actually, he can play a little bit? <laughs> he's or not no? bad. Yeah. yeah. He's pretty good. No, he just has a weird swing. It's weird. Yeah. Like it's just, and he'll admit, I mean, he would be the first to admit it. Like yeah. it's something, and unfortunately, or for, fortunately, he's quite, quite popular in the golf world, you know? Yeah. So his swing gets uh, thrown around here and there and I, I, uh, uh, gets a lot of heat. I noticed. So when I saw him post the clip, we'd been, we'd, we'd been just like messaging a bunch since that night. And, uh, I was like, I texted him off the side. I was like, yo, why don't you pull up on Max unannounced and you guys can dispute the swing yeah. and rebuttal. And he's like, I, I, I would. I don't feel good. But that's kind of one of your... So I went and looked on his page to see his swing. And you can tell he's a little gun shy about it. Yeah, a little bit. He doesn't bit. really like show it's the swing he is, that like, much. He, he is... So of all the the Barstool dudes that, that play, like he's the... Best, he's the best player. Player. I mean, minus, there's like another thing, but like one of the hockey guys, Ryan Whitney, mm. he's actually a lot better. Uh, that dude's gonna be a billionaire, gets, probably. He gets, yeah, he's a he's a smart dude, and but Riggs would is not as good as as Ryan, but uh, of all the like the four play dudes, he Riggs is like the best one. Like he yeah. knows most about golf, it seems like, and he he's the best golfer. But uh, he's just got funky action, yeah. and unfortunately, a lot of people in the world of golf base a lot of their uh, a lot of merit based off your yeah action yeah. <laughs> that's not fair that's like one of your things right you're like you yeah sw like, you roast swings. it came up like two three years ago i was somewhere i was like at a hotel late at night somebody asked me to roast their swing like i was gordon ramsay so i fired <laughs> off a tweet woke up in the morning i got 10 more uh fired off a couple more and then i had to go i went and practice from like really early in the morning to like middle of the day uh -huh. and i had my phone in my bag and then i got to the airport i was flying home i got to the airport and i see my phone i have like hundreds of these things and like i'm talking like all of a sudden, people like famous athletes, people like I love, start hitting me up, like asking me to do it. So I kept doing it, kept doing it. People loved it. Do not know why. Yeah. Um, but it became like a thing. It's been fun. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to taper off it a little bit because I'm first off out of material. <laughs> like you can only look at so many bad golf swings and like yeah. be able to keep being funny. I mean, I'm not that funny. No, it seems like uh, you're natural. But it was cool. But it was fun. I mean, like I had a couple, like I like everybody, like every young dude, like I've got my athlete, like heroes and uh, like, so Christian Yelich, I become buddies with, and yeah. he, uh, I was with him the day that he, like, he does not play golf. He is not good. And he decides Surprising. to hit a shot. So this is the week he was announced MVP of all of baseball. Mm -hmm. And we teed up a golf ball, and he missed the first one and hit the next one maybe six six feet. Really? And I was just like, how? How? Like, yeah. you, you might have the best hand-eye coordination in the world. Surprising. Couldn't figure it out. So I... Uh, one day he he like let me roast his or whatever he like sent it and I already knew what he was gonna send but he goes all right he's uh it's a whole other long story but uh, Cody Bellinger was out here once at mm -hmm. uh, Bevy mm -hmm. the famous Bevy and uh, it was the night before my wedding and I had thrown out the first pitch at a Dodger game I feel really cool when I say that's stuff like that. yeah sneaky uh, flex well, yeah it wasn't fast it wasn't good like, I needed sneaky somebody flex, else though, either yeah. way <laughs> but I got to I I got to do it and I got to meet Cody that day and it was really cool like he's awesome and whatever but I see him at the bar. And I do not blame him one ounce for this. Like, I swear on my life, I didn't care. But my friends were all, like, pissed about it. But I saw him there, and, yeah. I, and someone was like, hey, there's Cody. So I walked up to him, and I tapped him on the back. And I'm like, hey, Cody, what's up, my name? And, like, before I could get my name out, I was going to tell him, like, I just met him. Right. Which I'm sure a million people do. Like, that's why I right, don't right. care. Before I do, he goes, he, like, slaps me on the chest. He goes, have a good night, dude. And, like, turned around, like. And I was like, I was like, okay. And I turned about my buddy saw, and they were all, like, steaming. Gave you a little so, big league. So I told Christian about that. So Christian then texts me and goes, hey. I was actually at Bottle Blonde. He goes, hey, uh, Cody, for like 
reparations is going to send you his swing right now so you can roast it on and i like went in the corner and i was sitting there i was like oh man this is a lot of pressure that's what i knew i was like i think i'm tapped out of this yeah when was that recently <laughs> no that had to be yeah i guess about a year year ago mm. but it was it was funny, how did you get the nod for the the dodgers was it a fresh off of a win yeah i won the i won uh my the the pj tour event i won and uh, i've always been a huge dodger fan and um one of my buddies had hit up uh, this girl named Desiree that works in like their uh, yep. media communications type stuff and like had pitched the name. So um, it was just, it was probably the most nervous I've ever been in my life. Like yeah. Kershaw caught it. I would look, Kershaw I, caught I it. was standing on the mound and I, not like a baseball player dude. yeah like, I, I wish i was but i'm not <laughs> and and like we're playing we play catch before and i'm like oh there's cameras around and i'm like dude i'm gonna shit myself <laughs> and and i and i had, had like three they they like take you like down in like the uh the dugout bar area yeah uh before and like i had three shots i'm like trying to lube up a little mm -hmm. bit and i get out there and i stand on the mound and i look down and i'm just like what life am i living at the moment i said i had this whole thing i wanted to do kershaw i was like high arm thing and i just like i got it somebody Shit said it was bed. the fastest anyone's ever touched rubber and thrown the ball just <laughs> got, like, got it through got it, it. On, I'm got out on, got out. yeah it was no frightening. dude real shit I'm, i was a fucking pitcher yeah and i've thrown out a decent <laughs> amount of first pitches like we did a few in the big leagues like padres just random like being on tour and then colleges there's something there's something like intimidating about it because like one like this probably doesn't mean much to you but like just like being on the mound with like with no cleats and like it's a perfect uh, mound. It doesn't feel and like, normal. Yeah, and like I want to throw it hard, but then like the guy catching it, like in your case, Kershaw, who's the fucking goat, <laughs> yeah. the most important guy, $100 million guy to, yeah. the, to the franchise, right? Like I wanting to throw it hard, but then like worrying because I haven't pitched and I've been yeah. drunk on tour the whole time, <laughs> yeah. not wanting to throw like 90, like 85 mile per hour skipper off his shin and get him injured. You or, could like, say 90. <laughs> we believe. See, I had to correct it. I had to correct it. It's not there anymore. But yeah, like literally I've had, I, it's not easy. Yeah. There's something Have you like, had any bad ones? Yeah. I mean, they're not really bad. Like Padres, like I let it fly, but it was like high and what? Yeah. Just a bit outside. Like <laughs> yeah. it was way outside. I was, my friends were, so one of my best friends, Josh is a professional pitcher. Yeah. He, he pitched in the Mariners organization for a little bit, but he's been pitching all over like Japan, Korea, all these places, but like he can throw it. And, mm. uh, he couldn't be there. So since he wasn't there, he was pissed because he was going to always, I always joke that like, if I ever get to throw the first pitch out anywhere, like he's going to coach me like yeah. leading up. So since he couldn't be there every day for like a month, he was sending me the word, like 50 cents first pitch. The chick <laughs> that like grounds it like Just a foot in there. And I was like, dude, like I can't look at this. Like this is, it's getting deep in my melon right now. You might've got in there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, it did. I, 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 I threw it a little bit outside, but I've been telling everybody it was a setup pitch. Like, the guy was crowding the plate. I needed to back him <laughs> off a little bit. If you made it in the air, yeah, it's fine. That's all. I was. I. It was very shot putty and and just yeah. get it. Just babied it. Yeah, Steve, what I was, you, you know, you can't bounce it. That's, yeah, that's all I know. I so I went that. a little high. I love that. Well, we're already we're already a ways in, but this is Max Homa. I, I just what when was it? About a few weeks ago, and we yeah. just. And I was. I mean, dude, I'm not in the golf space. Like, I don't, don't know much you. about it. You did have a line about Bubba Watson though once. So you're right. You're kind of a golf. There you go. Yeah, you're a listener. <laughs> you're a listener. <laughs> I know. I learned that when you came. Um, I'm aware of golf and like appreciate and respect it, but I'm just like not up to date and like don't. Yeah. I'm not even really, I don't really watch many sports to be completely honest. Like, not even baseball anymore? Nah. Like, dude, playing baseball, free. honestly, like playing baseball, Steve's fucking weirdo. <laughs> um, playing baseball is one thing. And I think because I played 
it makes watching it even more boring a little bit because like I've played. Yeah. So like I'm just like it's already on the slower side. I mean, you play golf, which is obviously I'm covering the slowest Steve, covering Steve here now. Um, but just like watching it, even like like I'm buddies with a ton of the guys, like the big dogs. And yeah. We'll go even go in person. I'm like fifth inning. I'm like, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm not. I'm just not. I'd say NBA like is my favorite to go watch. Just like if I'm NBA courtside, yeah. it's like fast and moving and shit. And like it's just a lot of. Even football, like I'm buddies with golf. Yeah, and are you? Are I you met him. I met yeah. So I went to Cal. Yeah, uh, I didn't know him at Cal. He actually dates a girl from my high school, Small World. Yeah, but I met him last year at the tournament here. He's awesome, dude. Sweetheart. Yeah. What a sweetheart. Literally, my my wife has actually the funny. She doesn't think it's embarrassing, but I thought it was embarrassing. But like we roll in and he's like a legend for us. I mean, because he came went to the same college. Yeah. And we roll in and I see him and um. One of our buddies, Kelly James, he's a musician. And, I know and, Kelly James. Oh, you do? Yeah, so he's like my guy. I was just, he does yeah, all the golf just, stuff. Just He just messaged me. You guys recently. have a very similar vibe now that I think really? about it. Yeah, because you guys have like the, like kind of like the, I know you're not from there, but you live there. SoCal, like cool type thing yeah. where it's like kind of. I remember it, him being a really cool guy. I haven't seen him in years though. Yeah, oh no. he's So he does all, everything golf. Like he does his freestyles at Corporate golf tournaments events. all the time. And he's the best at it. So we become like friendly. And so I. Kelly invited me to go to, they do a concert every year at the tournament. And mm -hmm. so he invites me back there and I see Jared Goff. I'm like, oh dang, like I'd love this dude. So we meet him. He's the nicest guy ever. Well, my <laughs> wife has been around all of Kelly's like band mates, all like a bunch. And I was like, hey, Lacey, this is Jared. And she does the thing like, oh yeah, we've met. And she goes like, hug him. And I'm like hitting her. I'm like, you do not know this guy <laughs> like, at all. And Jared being the nice guy ever is like, <laughs> you know, did like the stepbrothers. I don't yeah, know what yeah, to do yeah. here. And she's like, what? And I'm like, that's the quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams. Like, there's no yeah. shot you know who he's he like, is. He's a Berkeley legend. <laughs> yeah, he's a Berkeley legend. So she's like, no, I thought he was like the camera guy. <laughs> so he's, if he is, he's the highest paid camera guy of all time. Dude, he, talk about literally like not giving a, f like he hasn't changed. He might as well still be a quarterback at Cal. Yeah. Like he, I had him on the podcast. He was like, what episode was Jared Goff? Like five? Or yeah, he was like one of the first guys yeah. on this, and we had a fucking night at Cal. Oh really? Yeah, we had a night. I, Did you go he, to Kips? He came to his show. No, it was just at his house. We okay. ransacked his house. <laughs> first off, I dragged them all in beer pong. I've been doing this for a long time. <laughs> dragged their whole staff. Dragged their whole O line. Every everyone everyone he thought was gonna carry him to victory. We just dragged him. <laughs> Kilmer fucked in his bedroom or did something on his bedroom floor. Um, <laughs> yeah, your first Asian. A lot of Asians up there. Um, but had a blast. Uh, he came, like, dude, I had a show in Oakland. It was, like, one of the smallest ones at the time. What, what year was this? 2013? Yeah, so we were just getting started in, like, certain places. We, we tried to go, I think, to that. Yeah, because yeah. we were go hitting all, like, uh, Ground Up was, like, the other concert. We would, like, we had to sneak into that one. But we, we were trying to find yours up there. Yeah, Oakland, yeah. Because we would find, like, the tiny Oakland spots that yeah. were cheap. That's what it was. It was a small spot. And they came and, like, I want to say the football team was, like, half the crowd. <laughs> yeah, that's and then And then after, he's, like, you know, like, we, at this point, we were, like, like, we were known for the after parties. <laughs> like, no matter where we were, what it was, like, we just fucking raged after with the fans. So, I'm, like... I get a. I don't even get off stage. I'm just go off to the side stage and I'm talking to them. I didn't know who any of them were. I think what was he a junior at the time? He wasn't like super popping or anything. And he's just like, yeah, you know, I'm the quarterback. Like, come by our house if you want. 
And I think Kilmer tweeted the address. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> so it ended up, he, he tells the story on the podcast, but it ended up being um, a night where, like, they, he lived in a house with football guys and with rugby guys, and, like, they were on their last string already for, like, noise complaints yeah, and, and the shit. rugby guys. Get it, we can yeah, get into noise complaints. I'm still, <laughs> I might as well still be in college with the amount of noise complaints I'm getting. Um, but he literally, like, reached out. He, one of the cops, like, was a buddy and, like, a fan of the team. And he, like, reached out. He's like, dude. We're going to have a big crowd tonight. <laughs> like, please just work with us and help us yeah. out. And we ended up not getting in trouble. The cops came once, I think, but we tweeted out the address. Like, 100 people yeah, came. Of so, course, yeah. Yeah, had a rager, though. Had a great time with them. And it was, it was, uh, that was my introduction to that area. Yeah. I had really never even been in that area. Sneaky fun college. Yeah. Don't, don't, I think it's because, uh, like, Fraternity Row is right next to the football stadium, yeah. which helps because it's like a, obviously more of a, how do you, like a smart school, like an yeah. intellectual school, yeah. but I think people like to tie one on on the weekend after they You know, studying. I went to Duke, yeah. so very similar yeah. in that regard. Had a blast, though. It's, I don't know what it is. I also made, it was better for us, too, because it, like, makes you bond with the other athletes because you're so far Absolutely. removed from, like, the smart people. Like, Absolutely. they're trying to, like, fix the world, and we're just trying to, like, <laughs> get through we're just four trying years. To, we're just trying to make it through <laughs> yeah, the night. Yeah, like, It's a completely different mindset. Yeah, Absolutely. <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but the team, my Duke baseball team, we were fucking idiots. And we would, like, we ransacked the school. Like, we would fuck around and do crazy shit on camp. Like, the, the rest of the school, like, they, God, they probably think we're the biggest douchebags <laughs> ever. Like, such a prestigious university. Yeah, yeah. Dude, we were doing, like, poo dollar. Have you ever heard of poo dollar? <laughs> One of my buddies, shout out my guy, Mano, man, this guy. He would fucking, we just did the stupidest shit, bro. Like, we were just such kids. I always have this conversation. I need to know what poo dollar is. I'm poo sorry. Dollar I is, know what All right, is. so we're all sitting out on the quad. Like, we'd always have lunch. I think it was, maybe it was, like, an early dinner after workouts or whatever. We'd all go eat at this place called The Loop. <laughs> and uh, right, like, it was right out on, like, the main Duke, like, main, there was two campuses. This was, like, the main area. There's tons of foot traffic. And certain, certain times when class gets out and like we'd always be sitting there and like we'd always just people would be class would get out while we we're sitting there the way our schedules worked and just so much traffic. So we just fucked with people. <laughs> and a poo dollar is he would, <laughs> <laughs> he would he would go to the bathroom, take a little like either take a shit or whatever, like even just force out a little shit, <laughs> a little shit, put it on a dollar, <laughs> stick it on the ground. <laughs> And it would be like 20 feet away from us. We'd all be sitting there just <laughs> waiting and be like, to pick it up. you know, like the Jim Carrey, like Dumb and Dumb, like, how's your burger? You know, like, <laughs> we'd just be like waiting. Cause like people would come and they'd be like, oh, it's a dollar. You know, like we did it probably a hundred times. Like <laughs> you would think that gets, that gets dry after like three or four times. Not us. We did it, did it a hundred times. But like baseball people are by all accounts the craziest of people yeah like we really are. no one rages harder no one does more weird shit i don't know what it is we had such a crazy group we would just do so much stupid shit God. we had a team our team was like that i don't know if i'm past statute of limitations but we had a very fun team yeah. we had a really my senior year i contend that because we were really good my my last year and i contend that we were really good because we were all super close like it's a very individual yeah. game but i truly like i keep in touch with everybody like we were Smaller team, we had 12 people on the team, but right. uh, we were so close. And I think, I mean, I don't know if I'm like, if it's a, like an actual realistic thing, but I think it's because we got drunk together so often. Yeah. And we, we had the same thing. We would, we would throw these parties here and there. And by the end, like 
you know, it's just a golf team. We're a bunch of dorks. Yeah. But like the football guys would roll through and we're like, what are they doing here? It's like, I guess they just want to have a good time. Yeah. I don't know. We could, we could make this thing happen. Looking but at it's a weird. Yeah. We just had like that. I don't know, like the fun loving, um, Absolutely. but also like mixed with like, obviously we like worked hard after that, but we knew how to blow off the steam. Absolutely. Bro. You looking at guys I swear by that. <laughs> yeah. like I, even to this day, I swear by it. I think like there'll be people chirp me like, dude, you're, Dude, how long are you going to freaking chug beers, bro? <laughs> play beer pong? Well, the real answer is hopefully forever. <laughs> yeah, as long <laughs> as I talk, can. We're talking about it. We hope to be like, oh, grandpa's over at the, like, we hope to be playing beer pong until we're fucking 75. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be like shuffleboard for us. We were just talking about that today. One of my buddies is, uh, uh, just found out he's having a kid mm-hmm. and we're getting older. And, yeah. uh, and then his other buddy, his like best friend is also having a kid like at the same time. And I was like, man, I'm like so jealous. You guys, you guys are gonna have kids at the same time, and you guys get to go to the same parties at the same time, and you guys can still do the dumb shit we do now. <laughs> you can continue there, like yeah. it's gonna be awesome. You can continue as a unit. So we're trying to push this as long as long as possible. Got to push it to the max, baby. Wow, yeah, go, max. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but uh, I want to get in. So I don't, are you familiar with the podcast? Yeah, have you seen some of it? Yeah, I like Johnny's. Is I gotta watch Jared's. I haven't or listen to Jared's. I haven't listened to it. Yeah, yet, but yeah, you should. Johnny's is awesome. I was, I probably was a little more green. Like we just did this and I like, I'm not an interviewer, you know what yeah. I mean? But I just kind of wing it and fucking do what I do. But Jared was an earlier episode, but Johnny. Yeah. I mean, we had been waiting. That's, that, that's been brewing for a long time. Yeah. With Johnny, like he had to kind of get to his own place where he was ready to sh- be yeah. honest with himself and with public and shit. So, yeah. Um, but I, I want to, there's, under underlying theme of it and i want to get into it with you because I, I know a little bit about your story now like just i've looked into it a little bit i had no fucking idea who we were when you came and they told me like oh man you can really ball and didn't even know like you have this whole online presence that you've kind of carved out for yourself kind of naturally right organically yeah. um get into all that but what i like to do most is just like there's an undertone of like trying to understand what makes the guys here tick or like my guests and how, and how they got to this place where this place of success and everyone has kind of their own version of the same story. And that's kind of why I like to highlight it yeah. because like they're all different renditions, but a lot of the same underlying factors are consistent throughout the people. And I already know just from diving into your story a little bit, there's a lot of alignments. Um, so just give us a little background. You're Cali, Cali born and raised, right? Yeah. Um, and then went to Cal, golf, balled out pretty much at Cal, right? You just, yeah. were you always, was it always one of those things? I, I don't know if, correct me if I'm wrong, is it hard to forecast like golf potential? Like I knew growing up in baseball, like being from Rhode Island, it's, it was tough to gauge but it was possible to be like oh he's because he, he's a pro guy like he could be a yeah. pro you know like with golf and just being an individual sport like how easy was it always something you're like oh i can be a pro in this like i think i talked to my 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 best friend peter he played basketball uh at long beach state on the team that made uh to uh march madness and whatnot and he is my height slower and can't jump he can mm. shoot the lights out of it but he he is uh not super athletic yeah so we talk about this stuff all the time because it's interesting that he did that um and we have decided that people who are successful have a like the perfect amount of delusion. Like mm-hmm. because I always said I was gonna be on the PJ tour. I always said I was gonna be a professional golfer, always. And I am a 
insanely, like to a fault, rational person. Like I wish I could be less rational and more delusional, but for some reason that always stuck in my brain that you're just going to do it. I remember I was sitting in call at Cal and I was in this class and we, it was like the lectures would get broken up into discussions. So it's only like 12, 15 people. It's a little more intimidating. I'm in this class and lady goes around, our TA goes around and asks everybody what they're going to do when they grow up and everyone's got their answers. And she said, what are you going to do? And I said, well, I'm going to be on the PJ tour. And it grow up, I mean, in like a year, like, you know, like this is like happening next year. And she's like, well, like, what's your backup? And I was like, I don't have one. Like, that's what I'm doing. And I was lucky. I, got, I was taught by uh, one of my dad's friends growing up, uh, never have a backup. He goes, don't have a plan B. He's like, you need one thing. If you're going to do something this crazy, like you need to not. And, but I was like, yeah, but like, why would I have when I'm going to make it? Like, mm -hmm. it was like this weird thing in my head. So I, I, I will takes, say man. that when I got to college, I still thought I was going to be there. Um, and I guess I have like a couple corny stories about it, but like I got to college and Growing up in Southern California, Southern California and Florida have like the most um, junior golfers that like you would say that guy's going to be professional. And golf mm -hmm. is tough to, to your first part of the question. Like golf's tough to forecast when you look back on it because there's a bunch of guys that I can name off at the top of my head. My mom could name off that we would run into and you're like, how is that guy not here? You yeah. know, but it's just so it's a little difficult because I think size and like how much you grow and like all that stuff matters a little bit because like when I'm playing, I was small when I was a kid. So it was like, I'd be playing with kids who hit it way, way far further than me. And mm -hmm. it was like, well, I can't compete like with that. Like it's right. not, it's like watching the Zion Williamson videos in high school. Like yeah. how's that kid ever going to be right. there? So, so it was like, it's kind of tricky. And when I got to college, I was like, so five men travel for uh, golf mm -hmm. and uh, on a 12 man team. And I was like the four or five guy. And I just remember my coach said, this is corny story. Number one. My, my college coach said, like, we had a meeting after the first semester, and he's like, hey, like, you know, we had three really good players uh, at the time, like, that were balling out, and he's like, uh, you, you, you could really fit in this four or five slot, and I was like, yeah, like, coach, I'm not here to be your four guy, like, I'm here to be the best player on the team, and hopefully the best player to ever come through your school, and like, mm -hmm. I meant, like, I meant that, and again, like, it's hard for me to say stuff like that, I wish I would be more vocal about, like, how I feel about my myself, and like, have more self-esteem, but at that moment, when someone, like, challenged me and pushed me to and he yeah. said, you're, he basically told me, you're not good enough to be not one, two, and three, but you could be four. And I was like, right. I'm not four. Like, it finally, like, came out a little bit. And that's when I felt like I started playing well and started, like, make my name on the uh. team. Because, like, my freshman year, I was just a – I got to play the events, and I was on the team, but I was not the guy. Right. And then slowly through college, I started to, like, find that. So I think maybe deep down I've always had some of the talent, like the physical stuff, but – I'm going through it right now, like trying to get the mental stuff to come out. But it seems like I need somebody to say, you can't. And then I'll be like, yes, I can. But mm -hmm. I, but if no one says it, I'm kind of with like the, can I? You know, you're kind of sitting there funny. So it, it's tough to forecast. But I guess I think most people that do this, or at least that have made it, have had a very, I've heard very similar stories about the, yeah, like you're crazy if you think I'm not going to do it. And and that's what's cool about meeting some of the guys that are like the mainstays on the PJ Tour, like, you know, the the biggest guys. Mm -hmm. Like, some of them even, I mean, not like Tiger and like Rory McIlroy, but like the, the guys just below that. Mm -hmm. Some of them weren't, they are probably the, one of the best players anyone saw, but they didn't have like, hey, this guy cannot possibly miss stuff. Like right. everybody has a little bit of that. Right. And, and getting to hear their story too, same thing. It's just like, yeah, like why wouldn't I be on the PGA Tour? When you look at it, it's like there's 200 guys out there basically. Like that's crazy to think that. It so is crazy. So you have to have a little bit of like delusion and insanity to you. Yeah. But that's, I think... The, uh, a link I see personally. Yeah, for sure. Well put. Well put. It's, I think it's sports highlights it because, you know, professional sports, you talk about a percentage, the percentage of people that get to that, that level is just so minuscule. Yeah. You know, so sports highlights it, but that's a life thing. 
that life thing where like you know you said it who i don't know you mentioned who said it but like don't have that backup plan. yeah that i mean i'm very much into the power of the mind and and it's crazy how i study the mind a lot because i just want to understand it and i think it will help me i think that's how you curate your mind to just feed your life what yeah. you want your life to be you know but like it's crazy once you start i start looking into the mind and you realize like so many things along the way i was manifesting before i knew what manifesting was yeah you know and like that's part of the gift i guess you know like there's some people that you know who who knows what it is really it could be how your parents talk to you how you're raised you know the, your childhood environment all these factors that make you who you are your genetic makeup but when you put the power of the mind into it and you're like it's crazy bro i know how i'm couldn't be more sold on the power of the mind and the power of positive thoughts and um not allowing doubts but our mind is wired like and i'm gonna botch the way the description of it but like in the analysis of it but like as 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 creatures our minds are wired to like you know like we have all this programming that's already in us and like habitually speaking we're like always kind of looking outward like in a protective manner like looking for the negative an yeah. undertone of like looking Ooh, is something wrong how could i it's like this you know what i mean and it's not if you can program your mind to just like kind of rise above that and that's like why i meditate so much because i felt like i believe so much in the power of the mind but i'll still have the shit you just said like i'll still catch myself sometimes in moments of doubt or periods of a little undertone of doubt, like yeah. losing that dog a little bit where you're like, nah, I belong here. Like, this, right. is, this is what I do. Well, it's really interesting I met you when I did because it was funny. I, I've been the guy, at least since I've been a professional, I've had like a bumpy road up until the last few years, but uh, I've always been the guy and I hate this word because it never made sense to me. It's like someone who I mentioned before is like pretty rational and I try to be realistic to like a fault. Yeah. But people always be like, oh yeah, you have a ton of potential. Colt used to always tell me that. He's like, dude, like, like you should be x and i'm like i'm like yeah and i like try to like yeah but this and that and then the last like so like two months ago my caddy joe who's like one of my closest friends known him since i was a kid mm -hmm. and my wife lacy were all like very tight-knit and uh they were both talking about how uh they just they i i, I work really hard and at, at like at practicing and all that stuff mm -hmm. i work really really hard but i don't put a lot of time into like reading stuff about the mind and like working on my mentals and and uh, t shout out to Marshall Lynch, another cow guy. Take mm -hmm. care of your chickens and your mentals. Yeah, so yeah, uh, yeah. I don't take, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I take care of my chickens, my mentals, you know, we're out the door and they, uh, sometimes Joe will write me emails or texts or something about, uh, about like how our, like a recap of our last four weeks. And uh, this time he must have sent Lacey something and Lacey had showed me and it was just about kind of like a chapter from a book or, or an article. And it was a lot about how, you know, you can practice all you want on your physicals, but like that, that they're not going to align. So in the last three months, I've been really focusing on being much more vocal about like, if, for instance, like this is a, for example, if somebody came up to you and said like, Hey, uh, or came up to me and said, Hey, Max, are you good at golf? I said, I'd be like, yeah, I'm really fucking good. Like I want to start saying it out loud yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. and like not tiptoeing around. Yeah. Like I'm pretty good. You know, like I want right. to be like, no, like I am right. like, like someone just challenged me. So I met you mm -hmm. as like the back end of my season had just ended. And I had a really good final week. And my last week, I remember being out there. Didn't matter what happened. I just kept telling myself. And it wasn't even telling myself. I just, like, felt like I should be the best guy there. Like, mm -hmm. to, to maybe that's delusional and that's cool, too. Like, 
I, I, I wanted to feel that. And then I met you and we started talking out on the balcony about all this stuff and meditating and all that. And I thought mm -hmm. it was very interesting, speaking of manifesting, that I run into people, Johnny too, that like all of a sudden had a similar uh, view on success and how to kind of expand your horizons and, 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 and excel. And I thought that was interesting to your, to your manifestation point because I don't think I was actively doing it. But I, in the last month, man, I've met, I've met like the crew, you guys, and, and a handful of other people who I'm like, man, like I'm starting to see how you need to be more positive and like, like oh, yeah. actively positive, oh, not yeah. just a positive person. You need to seek out positivity. Oh yeah. Uh, we were just saying your vibe attracts the tribe. That's like a, yeah, a, a comment, that. but like it, dude, it really is insane. When, when I started, I, I would say it was about two years ago, maybe, maybe, maybe a little more. I just realized like <clears throat> I wasn't, this is when I talk about like I was, I was kind of like just floating in the abyss and like, yeah, we're having success and this is good and cool. But like, I wasn't, there was this whole undertone of like, just like not zero like appreciation. Like it was just like kind of an expectation like, yeah, that's what we do and it's good. Like yeah. there, there's this whole undertone of positivity that I would, that I like really needed to plug into. And like, I really needed to correct. And it was slightly alarming, like to like, oh, I have to like read these books and like, why? You know, like I, I never needed any of this before, you know, like even getting myself over the hump. But dude, when I, when, when I flipped the switch and like actually woke up and meditated every day, I actually woke up and wrote the things I was grateful for. I write down, you know, I am a multimillionaire. I am one of the best musicians to ever live. I, I am multi-platinum, even though I'm not yet. You know, yeah. like I have one platinum song. Like I, I write all these things that I think, and then what I say is like time hasn't caught up yet, you know, and like all these affirmations and all these things. And and really the podcast was like part of it because I like got into a lot of the spirituality of, of life and like things that I was blind to. And like this felt like a good outlet to like at least share what I know is working for me because yeah. I felt a huge switch. And attracting cool people like the podcast was a vehicle for it yeah but then for me this turned into therapy i'm like yeah all these fucking people manifested it didn't have you know believed in themselves almost to in a delusional way you know like multiple people have said this, this that's why i think this is so cool but it wasn't it, it, you know like my point is once i started taking care of the your mentals i was always taking care of my chickens and it was like one of those things that the proof was so in the pudding yeah. That it was just an unbelievable. And I'll never go back to like, I'll have these times or, you know, even days or something bad will happen and I can get in a little rut. But like what the positivity can do and the confidence in yourself and the, almost like you talk about even saying it, it's just like a knowing. Yeah. Just like a knowing in here. Like no one can really like shake you up. You can trick yourself at some point and then it just becomes who you are. Like, mm -hmm. uh, and to your point, have you... Uh, read McConaughey's book, The Green oh, Lights yeah. book. I haven't read it yet, but he was on Pardon My Take and I listened to it and it was really interesting because he said, he kept a journal when he was a kid and he said, like most kids, you just keep it to, you know, bitch about the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. And he said, uh, as he was getting older, he started writing down when things were good. Why was it good? And he said, if I get in a rut again, I'm going to go back and I'm going to see who I was hanging out with and what I was doing and what my vibe was like mm -hmm. when it, things were good. And mm -hmm. I think it's very easy, especially... Uh, when you're when you're doing pretty well or well to just be like oh yeah like you said like yeah i'm doing well like things are good but it's like at, 
I think mostly all of us want more, even when you get to what you think is your mountaintop. And I've heard a lot of stories of, at least in my world, where golfers will get to the peak. Like I've heard a story about it, somebody who made it to world number one. And like, that was always his goal. And after that goal he had met, he kind of like didn't drop off the face of the earth, but like lost the fire. And Mm -hmm. to me, I've always been like in college, like, like I used to be the guy I put stuff over my door that just said like, you're not good enough. Like in quotes, like people saying that and like, Mm-hmm. And it would motivate me every day. And then once I made it, and like when I say made it, it just I mean made it to like winning my first event. Like that was a big step for me because at the time, like yeah. two years prior, that was a, I was really struggling. And it was a dream of mine just to even get back on the stage. And once I got there, it wasn't like I took a, it, it kind of was, it was almost like I took a breath and I was like, okay, like let's just appreciate this. Instead of being like, no, you're still the guy who people say is not good enough. Mm-hmm. And it's like keeping that in there, but being focused on that, goal but also through like i've been same same thing i put in my notes app like things i have to tell myself every day when i'm practicing like i've made it again like kind of corny where sometimes i'll like like it's just like it's just in my world but i'll do something like kind of that would be like a a show-off type thing on the range nothing like really out there no one would notice but to me it's like pumping myself up like telling myself like how good stuff is i've like changed how i practice where like i know basketball players will uh, shoot to make like a thousand shots and so instead at practice instead of saying okay i'm gonna hit uh seven out of ten or i'm gonna make seven out of ten putts instead i'm gonna say i'm gonna make 50 putts so if there's no negative as long as i finish yeah. that i'm good and like mm-hmm. changing the way i think about like how i work through my day and, and instead of ever really hitting like i still have like speed bumps that i have to get over and still have like some rough time through there but every day at the end of the day i in my head, I've been successful because I've met a goal, not mm-hmm. making the goal so much like, you know, you have to do X out of like, cause th- then you could fail and it's yeah. like, it's okay to fail. But when you're getting ready to play in a tournament or whatever, like you don't want to fail. Mm-hmm. And so I've been trying to change the way I think about that. I want to get more into reading. I saw Cody posted a book. Uh, I want to like, I want to get deeper into that. Put You'll never look back. I need to get deeper into like actually like sticking with it because again, like Three months ago, I was struggling a little bit, and then I have a good, really good week to end the season. And now, um, and I was fired up to keep going, but I, I noticed that, like, okay, I was happy after that week. Like when I'm happy, it seems like I take a breath. And it's like stop taking that breath. There's a story about Tiger. Tiger won a PJ Tour event. His wife at the time was like, "Oh, let's throw a party." X so and so throws a party when they win, and Tiger's like, "Yeah, we don't do that. Like I'm gonna win the next week. Like I don't take a day off." Mm. And it's so interesting because, but it's like there's a guy who excellence was even more so than I could imagine. But yeah. like, that's how he looked at it. And I don't necessarily think I need to be that. I like to, you know, be around my people, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, stop taking a breath. It's an interesting dichotomy. That's a good word for this actually, because there's especially like, you gotta be a dog to to be a great, right? Yeah. And you have to, all these things we're talking about. But I also, and I come from a very egocentric, well, not even ego, yeah, it was egocentric, but just cocky Northeast, like, fuck you, I, you know, I'll kick your ass, I'll, you know, I'll throw it by you, whatever. And that did well for me. And it also did well for me getting started in music. Like, I didn't give a fuck, and I just thought I could do it, and it all worked. What's interesting slash challenging slash, like, invigorating is finding a perfect middle ground where you're, like, you know, you have that dog in you and you're feeding that dog and you have these expectations of yourself and they're extremely high. And when you meet them, it's not, it's not time to throw a party, you know, like where 99.99% of people would throw a party. All of that, that's all valid and real and 
And I can align with that 100%. There's also something I've leaned in towards that I thought I think has genuinely made me better. Now I'm not uh, in sports, so it's it could be apples and oranges in some way, but I find it really intriguing um, to take the gratitude aspect of like the spirituality that I'm talking about, where like you wake up and I have like a tattoo that says say thanks right here. Like every day, just like almost look at it like it's a miracle a little bit. Like, wow, like this is where I'm at. How do how lucky am I? Like, yeah. you know, like that's a tough blend though. Cause it is. Yeah. So it is, but I think it's, it is. And that's kind of how I, I led into this, but like to me, finding a perfect balance of those two where you're like appreciative of what you're doing. You're a fan of what you're doing. Right. But you're not kissing your own ass. Right. And like, mm -hmm. you're feel like if you could put all of that, it's like a smorgasbord and they're very they're two different things. Right. But if you can kind of, meet in the middle and introduce a little bit of that personally I feel like it frees up a lot of flow like when you talk about athletes and I th we can get into golf because it's a very mental game I, I I'm a firm believer in like not just athletes like people who succeed in life they're in flow state they're not micromanaging themselves they're not ah, let me try my fucking hardest I'll run through this wall it's like no let me like just gonna like figure out a way how to climb this wall yeah. you know like and do it without hurting anyone or hurting myself and like there's a lot of flow state stuff creativity with like being creative when i'm like up there like trying to write a song and then i'll some nights i'll just whoop, i feel something i'll just go in there and it happens you know so there's an aspect to that that i see with like mixed martial arts and like joe rogan talks a lot about being in flow and like all the best guys like watch we watched conor mcgregor fight today he's like he's like not even a tense muscle yeah. in his face. He's like, just, it's in flow and it's all reactionary. And like, the point is you do all the hard work in the lead up. So you're so prepared and it's so back of your hand who you are that you get in there and you just let it be who you let the natural state take over, you know? And I, and I think I wanted to get into the, I thought it was really interesting that you're saying you're just getting into the mental side of it because to be in the PGA tour, like I don't, you could argue that being a golfer is probably the most mental. Yeah, it feels that way. Because it's one, it's you versus yourself. I mean, you could say it's you versus the course, I guess. But I don't know. I, I would say, as I thought about it today, and I was just thinking about it, I'm really interested in the mental side of what makes people great. But golf is kind of its own beast. Yeah. Because like you talked about it a little bit when you were here a few weeks ago, just like. You're there by yourself and like being in that flow state like you might be but then like you ice yourself because you're waiting seven minutes and yeah. like there's so much mental fortitude that you need to have to be able to like have a whole weekend and be in the leaderboard and like not psych yourself out with all these people in all the money on the line and it's not just it's not you and four guys running plays like in basketball or baseball and eight guys it's it's you yeah and uh i found it really interesting that you say you're just getting into it. I so, think it's like the depths of it because I think naturally, like this, the stuff that probably comes second nature that I don't even like notice is obviously there. I think where I found is like I this year saw where I can get to. Like I, I really believe like I can push a lot further than what I'm doing right now, and I'd like to. I, I have the you will. I have the sicko like. Um, the whole like Kobe Bryant like process thing like I love that like yeah. that that uh, talk about gratitude like 
my main focus every day is just to get better at golf. And some days, like to what we first talked about on the first part of this podcast, is getting beers with your buddies. Like mm -hmm. I don't think that that hurts me. If it's the wrong time, then it does. But like, yeah. I you I need a break. Mm -hmm. But then, like right now, I'm gearing up for the season. It's like every day, it's just like I'm gonna get a little better, a little better. And what I'm this year, once I saw that, I'm like, okay, well, I've gotten physically good. Like I don't know, I can get better physically, I'm sure, but like I can't make an enormous jump physically, mm -hmm. but I can make a very big jump mentally. Like that's how I saw it. So mm -hmm. I think I'm doing a lot of things. I was doing a lot of things mentally that were good and that, that, that would, that would push me to that. But like being in the flow state, like I've, I've wrestled that trying to teach myself and show myself that like the, er, like, because I used to think that helped me. Like, I'd be like, Oh, I'm frustrated, but like that gears me up. And I'm starting to realize slowly that like dude that isn't better than the other way like it's yeah. just not and so that's more what i'm seeing is like there is a deeper part i think i think that if i can make my physical like a millionth better i think i can make my mental like a hundred percent fifty percent better mm. like so and that's where i'm going to make the jump in my opinion you to will. like a, a better uh, a much better career and so that's the fun part now is like i still work on my physical obviously but like being so much more in tune with the, the where my head is at and to your point, like when you're on a leaderboard four days, uh, I mean, it's almost a constant. You're just tricking yourself the whole time. Like, and it's a fight, like with your head. I, I'm, people always said, uh, you know, golf, it's you against the golf course. I'm like, it is not against the golf course. It's against me. I know you could, you could, you could make a fairway as big as that, like that pillar right there. Mm -hmm. And as long as there's grass there, I could convince myself that I could hit it in there. And I could, if I hit it straight enough, I could hit it in there. But if, if you put that in a tournament where there's consequences, all of a sudden I'm like, well, this is a really hard shot. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, like it is, but you can still do it. And it's like balancing those, those thoughts throughout a week and then throughout a, like a career. And that's where I'm like excited to get to, uh, and, I mean, and dude, learn about how old are you? 30. That's like, you're like a spring chicken in the golf world. Yeah. You know, like a brand new guy. It's supposed to be 30s, supposed to be the uh the 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 hot spot. Is it? <laughs> I mean, it you I used to be a lot more so all these freaking young kids are coming out right. ready to ready to rip, but uh that that is I think because of this. I think you you get on with your physical for so long and it is such a mental game that all yeah. of a sudden you grow up and learn the mental and all of a sudden the physical is still there like to carry you to be pretty good but then the mental takes you to where like that's the, the heights yeah that's the separator yeah. exactly so what are your what are your steps right now that you're taking actively for the mental so again it goes back to like the the uh, writing things out of my phone speaking things into existence a little bit more like again trying to be really active about when we talk about tournaments whether it's just you know, me and my little crew when we talk about things like i you know even the way i speak like my caddy brought up a tournament uh, it was replayed on TV. It was the one that was here. And my caddy was in our little group chat we have with a bunch of my friends from home. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh, that was the worst club I gave you all year. Like, messed it up. And I, like, I'm trying to actively say, like, I wrote to him. I said, oh, yeah, it's all good, though. Like, we'll be, like, we're going to win it this year. Like, mm -hmm. trying to say those things yeah. out loud. Because knowing how I tick, I am somebody who I, I, I don't... I don't have much of an ego. I really think that I'm, I've, if anything, lower self-esteem than high. Mm -hmm. So trying to talk that out of myself. Yeah. And, but I feel uncomfortable when I do it because, I don't know, I came from a, a town where- I think it's dope. We just got a bunch of good friends. We're just like, my friends are just like you guys. We want to just be together, yeah. all of us, all the time. When mm -hmm. my friends come to tournaments, it's the happiest I could ever be. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to go with my friends and then- seem like I'm being like a cocky asshole. Because yeah. I, I want to just be the same yeah. dude they like. But at the same time, I'm like- I don't think that they would disrespect me for doing that because they know what it's about mm -hmm. as long as it's in the right mood. Dude, everything, everything is inward. 
So what I mean by that is like, yeah, you know, I can get on board with the, I am the greatest and like, and saying it out loud and saying it to X and O and whoever asks and like the manifestation of that and like, but the true power is inward and like, and, and, and I'm not coming from a preaching standpoint, like I've kind of just, I'm, I'm learning that, but like a lot of the teachers and the people I follow, like I'm, I'm balls deep in like a lot of mental growth and self, self, uh, improvement and all. I think it's really fascinating and it's like, give me a whole nother like spirit for life and like what I want to do. And, and, um, everything is inward, bro. Everything is, is disagreement with yourself. And it's like, when you put the work in on yourself, like I know I, I was chirping you about meditating. You haven't, mm -hmm. I'm going to keep chirping you about it until you start doing it. <laughs> Deal. But, uh, but um, just like once you, once you get right, like with yourself and like, it's that when I said knowing earlier, like you can be like, once you, you're convinced truly yourself that like all these powerful thoughts, like you're not, Yes, there's a there's a good amount of tricking yourself in the when I use the word programming, reprogramming, yeah. right? So that's probably a better way to say all, it. All 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 very valid and like all legitimately like need you need to constantly reprogram and reprogram so that you're habitually you're wired just to be to be in a winning state, right? But once you have these like that solitude with yourself and you're just like, yeah, I am that guy, like, and it's just this knowing and it's just like the ego and like I, I actually think it's fly that you don't have a big ego and I think I think a lot of the dopest motherfuckers like I can rock with the people that have the big Floyd Mayweather egos and like they just back it up so that's that's tight yeah. that's awesome you know but like you are you are a mild mannered like not a huge ego guy right and personally like I've been around a lot of amazing guys who like like a Post Malone or like a lot of people that they don't have egos but they're the, they're the shit and they just know it yeah. they know it. So like that's like my dream. For, you could tell it. Yeah. You you could say this. You could say that. Oh, the articles and the people and the awards, like great. But like, I know it. You Quiet know? confidence is like the greatest. Thing. And I think you could have that. I think yeah. you're on the path to that. Now it's just like, you know, it's. I think the awareness. I'm a huge self awareness guy. I preach this all the time. The self awareness of like, hey, I could, I could build myself up way more than sure. I already am, you know, like this is how I unlock the next phase. You knowing that is the biggest first step. Cause if you don't know that, then you never go down that path and you never get there. My, my, I met a dude randomly, um, or not randomly through, through my buddy, but he, uh, he used to play or is trying to play professional golf. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, he's a little older and we were talking, we were telling stories over drinks one night, like a couple months ago, a mm -hmm. month ago. And he was like, I was just telling stories about all these. I mean, I get to be around the best golfers in the world. It's fun. I was telling these stories about this and that. And after we were walking back and we, you know, we we're slightly intoxicated. We we're yeah. walking back to the house and he like stopped me. He's like, Hey, he's like, I'm not trying to preach. Um, and I always appreciate when people do this. Cause I, I like learning. Um, mm -hmm. and he was like, I'm not trying to preach, but I think you need to stop at least outwardly first and then hopefully inwardly, but like stop building these other people up so much. He's like, you keep talking about this person. Like he's like God. Yeah. He's like, you're, you're acting you're right like he's so much better. He's like, he's like, start like treating yourself like that. And, I, and it hit me so hard. I'm like, that's damn, why. that's really interesting because that's something to the self-awareness. 
I'm not even noticing I'm doing. I'm just telling a story about a guy who I think's good at golf. Mm -hmm. And I'm realizing after he said that, I'm like, dang, I keep basically talking about him. Like that means that when I go play with that guy, I'm going to be very intimidated because I've already made it up in my head that he's amazing. Yeah. It's interesting. That's, that's the stuff that that's cool. goes, goes to again, like why I want to get a little bit more into reading and, 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 and listening to things that are much more positive. I'm going to put you on a whole smorgasbord (laughs) of content. (laughs) You're going to be down with that. You're going to be fucking ready to rock. (laughs) Um, the uh, I wanted to touch on it. I think you, you kind of mentioned it a little bit. Um, I thought I think it's really interesting, and it it definitely plays into the whole tone of this. And I'm wearing a keep going shirt. Like a big part of our branding is this keep going mantra. Um, you've had a very up and down, uh, you know, out of college. Like you you went and did what you said you were going to do at college. Became the guy. Went on. What's the what's it called? The first league, the web.com tour, or it was web.com now it's tour. like corn fair or something. Corn fair, <laughs> yeah, weird name. Corn fairy, I guess. It's corn like, fairy, I don't know. yeah. They sponsored the tour. I'm glad I was on the web.com. It sounded stupid at the time, but it's way cooler than corn fairy. It is. <laughs> um, and you, you had kind of immediate success there, more or less. Yeah, right after out of college, I was like, oh, this is easy. And, and, or not like obviously in general, but like relatively easy. I was like, yeah, this is just like college. I'm the dude. I won national championship senior year at college. I'm not saying I came out there again, like not with a huge ego, but I was like, yeah, this yeah. is the hole's the same size. No one plays defense in golf, obviously. Like, right. No one's going to make me any worse. Right. So, uh, and then, yeah, and it got out there right away. And I was my first year on tour. I just vividly remember looking around and being like, holy shit, dude. Like, there's Tiger and there's all these people I've watched my whole life. And I would be like, oh, I wonder how he practices. Oh, he, you know, if he, I doubt he had ever hit a shot like what I just did and like started very much not being the dude anymore like that guy the dog like yeah. lost all of it and it was so odd because then for three four years i spent time just going up and down every time i made back to the web.com tour and I, i've told a bunch of people this it was so weird but i felt like when i look back on it a big fish in a small pond and i don't know why because again like low self-esteem rational me would be like yeah but they're all phenomenal golfers it's the tier literally below the best in the world right. like and any of those guys can break out at any point. But for some reason, when I was out there, maybe because the names hadn't been on TV and I hadn't watched them my whole life, yeah. I was like, well, I know who I am. I won the national championship. Yeah. I've played on the PGA Tour. I've, I've contended in against the best players in the world. And I don't know if you have. And I would look at it like that. And the moment I'd get on the PGA Tour, I'd be like, fuck, all right, let's not mess this thing up. Like, mm. this is a good like life. And, and all of a sudden, like, it just finally flipped where I was like, dude, like, it wasn't like one day I was just like, stop doing that. It was, I think it was to your point, like not knowing the words for it at the time, but it was more inward confidence looking around again. I, my, my caddy Joe, we'd start working again together in 2019. And he was just like every day, like gassing me up. Like mm. I'd hit a shot and he'd be like that, like X so-and-so couldn't do that. Like you do that better. And I remember I played, uh, the tournament I ended up winning on Saturday, third, third round. I'm in a position I've never been in, um, like right around the lead on Saturday, and I'm playing with Rory McIlroy, who's yeah. quite simply the most, the best, right? He's he's just a, he's a generational talent, mm. and I'm playing with him, and I mean it's nerve wracking. I'm playing more in front of more people than I ever have, and all year Joe had been telling me that I am the best at this one part of the game, like one of the best he's ever seen, and who who cares if it was true? He kept telling me all year, mm-hmm. and we got in like the fifth hole, and I'm still or fourth hole, and I'm still shitting a brick, and. Uh, he, uh, I hit, I hit one and, and Rory had to hit the same shot and I hit it inside him closer than him. Mm-hmm. 
And I remember walking down the fairway and I like hit all hit me in the head. I'm like, this is why Ben Joe's been telling me I am mm. better than this. Mm. And I, and it was so weird because it was like goes to the the constant uh, affirmations. Oh yeah. So I was like, man, he's literally been pumping this into me oh, for yeah. months. And now that I'm here, like it actually is oddly like natural. Give him a race. Yeah. <laughs> nah, dude, it's, uh... I, I try to do my best. I got him to move out here so now I can buy him beers. <laughs> there you go. Drinks on you. Yeah. <laughs> in perpetuity. Um you, I'm also going to send you some Mike Tyson podcasts to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I haven't listened to that yet. Fucking incredible. Um, he talks about Customato, and he's essentially the, the trainer who got his hands on Mike when he was, like, 13 and, like, been in jail, like, 20 times already, and just that's where he started boxing. But he, he like, gets choked up every time he talks about it. He's like, he, he just he hypnotized me. He told me, like, I'm the greatest fighter to ever do it. I'm... I'm like I will be nothing more than the world champion. He's like, by the time it was time to fight, like it was just the truth. Yeah. You know, and there's no price tag you can put on. And that's what, that's what this is doing when I write down every day. Like sometimes I write down and I'm like, I have to like, so like I read it and then I meditate. So I like have all these affirmations like yeah. fresh in my mind kind of thing. And I'll sometimes I'll stare at the page and I won't turn it because I don't, I don't believe any of it yet. Interesting. You know what I mean? Like That's I, trippy. I literally, I just, I'm like, I didn't connect with it yet. And then I'll just be like, and I'll set, I'll like have to change my alarm because I set an alarm for when, because, you know, you meditate, you might just go forever or whatever. Like you set a timer on it and I'll have to like, sometimes like the allotted time for me reading the journal and writing what I want and the meditation will go by and I'm still reading it because yeah. I haven't gotten myself to connect with it and believe that it's true, yeah. you know? And it, but it's good you notice that because most yeah, people just, I mean, well, it's next a line, it, it, next page. It's a fucking journey. I've been doing it for yeah. three years. And dude, I just had a fucking week go by and I didn't meditate like once. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> I'm here preaching about it to everyone mm -hmm. I know, the people I respect the most saying, hey, this will help you. I know it will. And I still, you know, and I don't have a fucking real schedule to like, I don't have to get up and get the kids up and be to fucking work at nine. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it goes to show how, how the human mind works and our, we're creatures of habit and you get comfy. Yeah. You get comfortable and you're just like, ah, do I really need to? And like, uh, that's a little boring or whatever, you know, like, but dude, when you really do it, like I've just seen such a drastic change in my overall outlook and my overall being. And I just, I just know for people who compete at a high level, especially in a mentally challenging aspect where there's a lot of pressure and eyes on you, it's that inward knowing that, you know, Customato did for Mike Tyson or your, your Joe, your yeah. Joe did for you when it was, when it was time to go, Yeah, you were programmed to, you believed it. Like yeah. your subconscious believed like, oh, this is what I do. I'm yeah, the best exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, fuck. It's, weird. it's a weird world. You get so deep into, and again, like this is how I feel. Like like you mentioned, it's how I feel about anybody who is successful, who wants to be successful. They all talk about, um, they, they all seem to have that like inward confidence or at least self-awareness to notice when they're doing, like even when I'm playing the worst I could play, I still know, hey, you're like, you're not meditating, for instance, or you're not doing this. Like you, you are being yeah. lazy. Like you yeah. have gotten like so. At least you notice. I think one one of the things I I hear a lot, you'll hear like in these pro ams, or you'll meet a guy with like a like a, a dad with his kid, and he'll be like, you know, hey, this this guy plays on the PJ Tour. Um, you know, he uh, you know, if if you if you put the time in, like that's what you can do. Or other people will be like, oh yeah, like I I could have done what 
you know, Max is doing, but, um, you know, I just didn't put the time in. It's like, Hey, like that's a really big part of it. <laughs> like the Huge. time and like the passion for it is not like something that you're just like, Oh, willy nilly. Like, Oh yeah. Like if he just had the time, it's like, yeah, like you, you make time, you, you go out of your way to read, you go out of Absolutely. your way to like think the right way. Like those aren't things that are just easy. Like that's easy to say is not easy to do. And people make it sound like, Oh, if I just had more time to practice golf i do it it's like yeah like i've been treating this like a job since i was 12 like mm -hmm. that's like you, most people don't do that with anything and talk about that's how you have the real inner confidence the real knowing inner knowing that we keep referencing that's because that's when you know you, you, can't, you can't lie to yourself you could fucking have everyone fooled when you sure. lay down in bed at night you it's you you you're, you're in, you lay next to your wife every night in bed but you're you're sleeping alone bro you're yeah you're with you you're can't. With, you're with yourself. What's the? Uh, gosh, I used to listen to this dude's stuff all the time. I'm blanking on his name, but he has all the motivational speak. But he always, he said something like, uh, "Everybody, a lot of people say they want it bad." God, mm -hmm. it's the dude that said that. Uh, somebody said, "Show up at the beach at 4 a.m. and went into the ocean like full clothes because he thought it was going to be a business meeting." Whatever. I'm blanking. Uh, uh, but he he did all these motivational speeches. But mm -hmm. uh, he he was talking about that. He's like, a lot of people say they want it, but no, not a lot of people do what you need to right. do. Uh, to to make that happen and that's like the most common thing i've gone through it where i'm telling everybody oh yeah I, i've been working really hard and then mm -hmm. in my head i'm like well like have you been mm -hmm. and it's like because you can't really like you said you can't actually trick yourself can't trick yourself no. and then that confidence it can it it's contrived if you haven't like oh i could do that i could be where max is if i put the time in but i didn't like the reason you're able to perform at the level you are is because deep down your inner being knows you did all that shit. Sure. You did all that shit. Sure. So why not? You know, why not be on the PGA tour when you fucking did that shit yeah, for how long, a, however long you did it. Point, yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, I, I think it goes for anyone who's not where they are in their lives or, or where they want to be in their lives. And they feel like they feel like there's more and like the, you know, most people are usually looking outward. Oh, the government or, oh, if I could, this guy, my Something, fucking yeah. boss or like, oh, if I didn't hurt my arm that time or, you know, like, dude, it's about like, well, you know, it's really, it's like the inward, the inward, even when it's really going wrong, like you can turn it around, but it's, it's Our buddies you can't say, be looking like, out. You got to look in. On uh, the golfers or whatever, we always say that like making the PGA Tour is hard and it's a lot different than a lot of sports because you have to, even if you were the best player ever in college, you still have to go through the same steps everyone else does to make it to the PJ Tour for right. the most part. And uh, we always say that nobody who was good enough didn't make it. So, like, the system's not too hard. Yeah. And the point is, it's not just physical. It's, like, maybe it broke you mentally, and that's why you didn't make it. But, like, you you clearly were not good enough for it if you couldn't get through the same steps everyone has made it through. Right. And it pushes you. And that's, that's where, first off, the reason I love – professional golf because you can't get like a jamarcus russell 40 million dollar contract based off of your college yeah like you still have to tiger still have to do the same stuff i did basically so you had a so t what was the year you really were flunking it what 17 2017 and do you remember the psyche that was happening there you yeah just it was like a mix man like it started with my physical like golf swing got bad and okay. um i was trying to fix that but then as time went on like uh, you know call it scar tissue like I just had a ton of scar tissue built up like it was almost like you were wait I was waiting for something bad to happen each round so even if I made it 17 holes and like nothing terrible had happened I was waiting I was waiting for it because like it, I just become like conditioned to think that like something bad's gonna happen I mm -hmm. haven't made it through a round without something terrible happening so I finally am like 
So, so as that year goes on, it was a disaster because it was both physical and mental. And then it felt like it became a little more mental than physical for a mm-hmm. while. And I just like rebuilt it. I, 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 so my favorite quote of all time or, or whatever it's called passage, I guess, is uh, when Kobe uh, got hurt with Achilles, like the famous interviewer is like crying. He's basically crying. And you mm-hmm. know, it's like he just came back from his shoulder. He does not want to do this again. He's older. And he's sitting in the locker room at uh, the Spurs, I think, stadium mm-hmm. uh, arena. And mm-hmm. he's sitting there, and there's a quote in his locker. Read the article, and it's basically, uh, there's a, I always want to get a tattoo of like a, this axe picker. But he's like, there's this axe picker, and he's beaten at this humongous boulder. And his goal is to break it apart. He hits it one time, two times, three times, not a dent goes by. He hits it a hundred times, and nothing happens and he hits it the hundred hundred and first time and the whole thing busts open mm-hmm. and it says the wise man knows it was not the hundred and first blow that broke it it was the hundred that came before it and that mm-hmm. it that's what got me out of it like like in the simplest form Love it was that. having great people around me and that because every single day i did not I, I i i made a plan which is like first and foremost important like i had a goal not in golf a goal uh of like how i was going to repair myself but it was like Every single day, I'm going to do something to get better and trust that even if I see zero results mm-hmm. for a long time, it will hit one day. And that's how it felt because it finally flipped. And I like I almost like remember the day it flipped because it was finally like, to, to your point about preparation, then just like letting it happen, mm-hmm. it finally started to feel less force. And it finally just started to feel like, okay, like it, it just hit me like a ton of bricks. This is just what you do now. Don't think back on the bad, mm-hmm. like in a negative way, just because you used to like, that's gone. Like it all like flushed out of me. Love it was that. very interesting. But that quote was, has meant the world to me because it made the most sense. And like, for me too, like I'd be sitting in these shitty ass hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and like, I mean, I think that year, I mean, I made at least more money off the golf course, but I think on the golf course I made $18,008. And mm-hmm. it was a very low number. Cause I think even if you just like bare minimum each week, if you just make the cut, you make 10 grand. So it's hard to make 18 <laughs> grand. And uh, I was sitting there and I'm just sitting there like thinking, I was like, you used to be fucking good at this. Like yeah. what happened to you? And you lose your identity a little too. But I was sitting there, I was thinking about not just like golf or sports. I was thinking about like my little sister or people that are struggling. I know tons of people are struggling. My parents, you know, grind, like it, it's life's tough. Yeah. And it was just like, I was like, okay, I'm going to be the beacon of hope. I'm going to show people that you can hit your quote unquote rock bottom mm-hmm. and you are going to figure out how to get out of it by being a little better every single every day. day until forever. And like that helped me, but that's also what I did not do well when I was playing bad. It goes back to the green lights McConaughey book is like, I could have looked back on what I was doing bad and not learned a lot. I learned a lot from what I was doing good because mm-hmm. the bad, I mean, I, I, I know what I was doing. I was, I was still working hard, but I wasn't taking care of my mentals. I was not, I was not focusing <laughs> on the, see, this is, this is the highlight Steve, of my day. Steve loves you. I was not, I was not like vibing the right aspects of what you need to do to actually improve because everyone's going to struggle. So it's like, can you release, like, can you let it go? There's a story about, um, I won't mention his name. I don't know if he, not that he would care, but there's a golfer and he had a really bad loss one time and he gets on his plane and his whole family's there and his team or whatever. And they're all like distraught. Like it was awful. And, um, he gets on, everyone's like blue in the face. He goes, what's wrong guys. And you know, they're all like, yeah, he was obviously like, you're going to be okay. He's like, 
guys, we're going to win the next one. Like, I'm not really that worried about it. And he like, he released it. Like it was gone so fast. Mm. Cause what can you do? Like, and that's the truth. Like what could he have done? He can't change what happened, but you can get ready for the next one. Easier said than done. But. Boy, do I have books for you. <laughs> <laughs> I just covered three books in that, in that monologue. Um, first thing, huge, huge life lesson is, is the baby steps mantra of like, I, I talk about it all the time on this, like fuck sports. Just like when you're not feeling like you're going the right way in your life, like it just take it's just like, dude, take one step in the right direction. If if there's ten facets of your life that aren't going well, just pick one for the the, the next day and yeah. just fucking get better. Just go the right way. And maybe you don't even just your intention of going the right way is going the right way. And the baby steps are very hard to see from a, from a long... Well, like, I used to say that too. Like people always say, take it day by day. And then, of course, that's like a great mantra. But I, I got to a point where I was playing bad and I was trying to like, same thing, get better in the smallest ways possible. And instead of day by day, I started to say hour by hour. And then mm -hmm. some days it was minute by minute. So like for this one minute, I'm going to be better. And it goes to like, I, I love, uh, I've read this somewhere, but I love like, People always talk about diets. Like, I think it's the hardest thing in the world to do. It I is. try, I've been trying to eat better, but like, I oh, still, yeah. like, just as I left the house, Lacey was like ordering <laughs> some from Target. She goes, Do you want circus animal cookies? I said, Yeah, I want circus animal cookies. I do, of course yes. I do. Yeah, like a two bag. <laughs> and like, but it's so hard. But like, the thing is, is just because I eat those circus animal cookies tonight does not mean my diet's off. I can do it better mm -hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. Like, but why is it that like, when, when you decide you're going to run every day and you skip a day it, and to your meditation, you're going to meditate every day and then you take one day off and you realize you didn't die. Mm -hmm. Well, then you know, the next day you're kind of like, yeah. well, I don't need to do this. But it's like you can restart it. Like it didn't, it didn't end. Yeah. The, the whole thing isn't ruined because right. you didn't do it that day. It's just you have to keep like pushing like every moment you can and i like that like the baby steps of taking one thing like you could do it like for self-help like if you're somebody who is uh has a like a hothead right just decide that that day i'm going to focus on not being right. a, hothead. a little bit for the next hour yeah i'm, I'm gonna not be calm <laughs> i'm not going to if i disagree with somebody or if someone insults me i'm gonna choose not to feel insulted yeah now you can buy a lot of things with money. With money you can buy a house, but not a home. With money you can buy a watch, but not time. With money you can buy a bed, but not sleep. Now money can't buy you everything, but what it can buy you is the perfect hydration with natural energy. John Kilmer here with a fantastic new product. Now you've heard us talk about this forever, but if you're a new fan of YNK Podcast and you're just joining us, Liquid IV is changing the game with hydration. People are taking supplements for everything these days to make your muscles bigger, to make your ding dong bigger and harder, but they're neglecting the number one thing that you need for your health and that is hydration. Liquid IV has these fantastic hydration multipliers where one of these little doodads, one of these little packets into a bottle of water is the equal hydration of two to three bottles of water. This particular liquid IV product, the energy multiplier, gives you that hydration, but also natural energy. It has all those fantastic products like matcha, uh, ginger, and all of these natural supplements that give you energy. We strongly suggest you use it. We've been using it for months now. We absolutely love it. It's a great it's a replacement for a coffee in the morning for your pre-workouts. Um, we just love this stuff. We have a fantastic offer for you today. If you use promo code YNK, at checkout at liquidiv.com, you're going to get 25% off your entire order. 
that's 25% off your entire order at liquidiv.com using promo code YNK. Tell them Steve sent you. There's this like, this passage, I might butcher it, but it's like, it's a spiritual teaching. It's just like, if you go up to somebody and you offer them like $10, you can offer them that, right? But it's their decision to accept it. Or if, if I say, well, you know, I'm okay. The $10 stays with the, with the person who offered it, right? Approach any comment ever given to you or any, anything, any, like whether it's bad energy, whether it's, uh, you know, someone saying something about you negatively, like you can, and you said something really cool about like, he let it go. Yeah. When the guy who lost it, he just released it, right? Like, once you realize you have all the power, so much shit can be thrown at you. But if you can actually, you no, know, I'm not going to accept that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm not going to. And like you said, it's very challenging. And maybe it's just hour by hour or just circumstance by circumstance. But when you realize you have the power, it's you. You, you can accept it. You can feel insulted. And you could say something back and then take inventory of how you feel when someone insults you and you get all worked up. Yeah. Take inventory it. of that horseshit feeling does not. that you're completely, your whole day is upended. You're fucking, fuck that guy. Your whole energy is horseshit. Your wife says something, you probably give her bad energy because you got all this. And, and it would happen, dude, I would go from zero to a hundred. Someone would say some shit, I'd be like, what? I get all worked up and like, and dude, I've like all these spiritual teaching like slowly like chipped away at that i was just like i don't want to be like that yeah i'm actually taking the poison like i'm taking what they're giving yeah me. you didn't have to take the time i don't have to eat the poison yeah exactly they're, i don't they're offering me a piece of tab of poison and i'm putting it in my mouth and getting poisoned fucking poisoning my whole vibe the, the tournament here the waste management uh next year you should come it's the I most heard fun it's a blast. thing on the planet i'm I mean, definitely coming it's a golf tournament that gets like 200 something thousand people yeah it's heard insane. It's nuts. so uh every time i played there twice now uh in the tournament both times like last year i played really well but i played well both times and it's interesting for someone like me who has a kind of a restless mind and would be someone who would take that ten dollars yeah typically or at least like hold on to it right um when I get there, because there's so many people, and honestly, like we say, it's it's a it's a it's a party where a golf tournament broke out. Like it starts party <laughs> first. Like they don't. I've walked yeah. down a fairway, and you're trying to cross the cart path where there's people walking, and there's these girls in high heels, and you're like, hey, you know, and, and they look here. at you, and they're, they're like, what? And you're like, I'm playing. Like this is why you're here. Athlete. It's because of us. But like they don't care, and it's cool. I l honestly love it for the game of golf. But what's funny is, is when I get there. I truly think like I put myself in the in this like bubble where like nothing comes in and nothing comes out. It's the same thing what you're saying. It's weird you said that. It's mm -hmm. the same thing where like and it's the it's some of the best golf I played and some of the most calm I've been because it's so noisy. Mm -hmm. But like I'm not receiving I'm not I'm not receiving any of the noise. I'm not letting it bother me. Mm -hmm. You have people like just drunk people just flipping you off or yelling at you and it's like yeah I just don't care what you're doing and and like to to here's just a funny story but we play uh the New York fans from Northeast New York mm -hmm. fans are insane. Oh yeah. We played the PJ Championship it's a major so it's it's a one of the four biggest tournaments of the of each year and we're playing up in uh like on Long Island somewhere. And uh I played well Thursday, Friday, and Saturday I was playing terrible. It was a hard-ass golf course, so I'm playing terrible. And mm -hmm. I'm on the 17th hole, and there's thousands and thousands of people, and they can see your score on the little leaderboard thing that they carry mm -hmm. around, the scoreboard they carry around. And uh, 
this guy from the crowd screams out and I'm in my bubble. Like, cause there's, when there's a lot of people, I can get in like this little bubble mm-hmm. and he screams out something like Max Homa, you fucking suck. <laughs> and like, I heard it cl- clear as day. And in my head for a second, I'm like, you're right. I do. Like I can see my score. <laughs> I suck. And my caddy who is the calm, I mean, he's way calmer than me. Mm-hmm. He looks back <laughs> and yells at him. He goes, it's, Fucking hard out here. Like, <laughs> give us a break. And it felt good to hear that because, like, it was almost like I felt like I was about to take it in, and he like almost like threw it back. Yeah. He's like, "We're not listening to this. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah. he doesn't know how hard it is. He's a rock We're star, trying huh? our best. Yeah, he's the best. And it's just so funny. But he's like, he he's someone who's very good at keeping the. When he says something to somebody, you know that like either they cross the line or it's been enough. But right. um, that helps because again, like it's easy to put for me. It's easy to put myself in the bubble where I'm not going to receive the ten dollars. I'm not taking it. I'm right. not none of that. You can do whatever you want. I don't care. I'm going to do me. When there's a shit ton of people around, when there's not a lot of people around, for some reason, you it goes back to the lonely thing we talked about a couple weeks ago. You get in your head. You're like, it's just you and the golf course and the ball. And like now, all of a sudden, it becomes almost like. It's very easy to to trail and like get onto like the the bad uh, mm-hmm. portions of like self self talk and like it's e- it's, it's an- very easy to say if no one's around it's very easy to say dude Max you suck mm. it's very hard when there's a lot of people around because you don't want those people to hear you being mm-hmm. like a dick to yourself mm-hmm. that's not what you want it's incredible the life lessons that sports give you um, and I think your next phase is going to be a huge unlock when you. I'm excited for it. Yeah, me lie. too. Because it, I mean, just hearing—I mean, I, I followed you guys uh, since, like I said, since college, and mm-hmm. it's funny watching like the progression of music, obviously. But it's even cooler. Like, I can't believe I got to like meet all you guys just because it's like a funny. Like, I was yeah, 19 years. I old. love that. It's weird. How I had life no idea. Comes full circle, but yeah. like meeting like Mike, the person, not like the the artist, mm-hmm. is interesting because like I've also just through the whole journey of following you guys, like seen in the last year or so, two years or so, mm-hmm. at least to the pub, you know, public consumption, like you're talking about positivity and mm-hmm. spirituality yeah. and all this stuff. And uh, it's just like an interesting wave to see somebody get on. And then it makes you, it's like contagious. It's like, I want to get, I, I want to be more like that. Cause yeah. I want to be like the video you posted the other day. I messaged you about the Will Smith one. Like yeah. it was so interesting, but it's like, since I want to be on that wave, I didn't just click past that video. I saw it. I was like, oh, this person's on a, on a self, uh, you yeah. know, help kind of journey. Yeah. I want to listen. This mm-hmm. video must be important. And then he listened and then it like hits you and you start yeah. thinking about it a lot. It's, it's like, that's it's, cool it's uh, I love that. That's dude. I swear. I read a book. You're going to read it. I'm just giving you homework. <laughs> <laughs> it's the seven laws of spiritual success. Oh, so this is Cody's book. Yeah. yeah people make, people today, make yeah. fun of me. Literally. Like, it's a running joke. Cause I just recommend it to everyone <laughs> and every single person, guy, girl, what I, well, no matter what fucking age, they're like, thank you so much. It's thank that you good, so much. Huh? And it's, yeah, it's just, it's so fucking good. And it, it's so short and concise. You could read it in a day if you want. Short and concise and puts all of life. See, now we're talking. I like books I can finish. It puts life in a fucking box. Yeah. And it's well organized. And it's like, this is how you can just take another, go to a higher frequency. How'd you get it? Like, what what flip where you decided, like, this is yeah, the, I mean, the path? I, I, um, so I've had, like, a fucking really lucky life. And, like, just the way shit panned out for me is, like, as I got older, I'm like, God, I was so fucking, fucking lucky breaks, man. Like, from smallest state in the country, like, not a baseball powerhouse. Go on, have an All-American year at Duke. Without the All-American year, 
I get injured, you could say, oh, sucks. You got, I got injured right before I would have got, probably would have been like a first or second sure. rounder. You know, at that point, million dollars was, I mean, I'm from a family, very blue yeah. collar family. So that was very gut wrenching. That was my first hardship. I was a kid though. And looking at how the baseball fed into the Mike Stud, like I don't think Mike Stud would have really worked or like gotten the leg up that it did without the All-American season. Like, oh, I was a baseball player. Yeah, interesting. You know, and like, and then having a hidden talent that I didn't know I could do is make music. I really didn't. And just how lucky that was. And I kind of didn't have any appreciation. It was just like, yeah, this is me. Like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, and I was just so rock and roll and like we we're on tour and fucking just fucking everything that walks <laughs> and just fucking shit up. You know what he I mean? Said, mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking shit up for so long. And I kind of like I, I got to this house in L.A. and like just shit you dream. I would have dreamed about like having the fans and just the monetary success. And and I had a girlfriend. I dated Josie Canseco. She, great girl you know like only girl i've ever loved or like cared about at all you know so to answer your question we go through it we went through it for years before we like cut it off but that was like the one that got me over the edge to like realizing like wait i'm like kind of like daydreaming through life like i'm not appreciating like i had this like kind of undertone of negativity like i'm walking in this house i'm living with my best friends fucking made millions of dollars and like all this shit that like if you told me that happened 10 years ago i'd be like what <laughs> yeah you know what i mean that's fucking crazy I, yeah. I would be so happy and i wasn't and it was fucking like rattling yeah. it was just like oh i depend on a girl to like who the girl i didn't fucking even know existed three years ago is like gonna dictate if i can be happy or not with all these blessings i have and i knew i just really like looked in the mirror and i was like this isn't right that's wild yeah so i like slowly like we talk about baby steps like slowly but i just had these like tingles i just felt it i was like oh this is the right path like yeah and then so many cool things started happening in my life again when i started like yeah like the breakup was harder yeah i could be more famous or have more credit like caleb was talking yeah. about like yeah there's tons like tons of breaks that could have you know things that could have happened and we've had some very interesting like very close to get like big record deals didn't didn't go through people would think i was crazy but i just didn't feel right to me there's a lot of times where, and I, I just realized i had like my lens was like i had a negative lens yeah and that shit's whack yeah like and I really realized really quickly, like I'm in like these guys I have, like he's a super positive guy. Versace, super positive guy. Blue, always super positive guy. That's the shit. Like, I don't want to be the fucking negative guy. Like, yeah, I'm the boss. You could say, like, I would, you know, these guys, like, they all help and do we're all a team. But I would be like the one guy who'd get mad and like have a negative, like, oh, why isn't this work? Like, there was just so much about myself that I didn't like that was like brewing where I know at the core it's not who I am or who I want to be you know so it took the breakup and like feeling kind of alone and like not liking how I was feeling in my own skin type shit that self-awareness that you talk about and like once I realized that and then I started putting my attention on like positivity and gratitude and like I just felt it right away and it's been like that was probably like two and a half years ago three years ago that's good to hear I feel like I'm looking in like a or from what you're saying, that's like a, that's like where I was 
or or am currently like first starting off uh, mm. like a year ago. Like I'm the negative guy. Like everything could have been a little better. Mm. And it's like, yeah, you well, I mean, that's a weird because everyone around me is insanely positive. Yeah. Oh, you're gonna be fine. Like this is gonna be great. And it's like that's great. I, I definitely think the tint is tends to be more negative than positive. It's like you end a week and. Or, or, or a month and you're like yeah it was pretty good but why didn't x happen and it's like well can we just like not that you need to sit around and be like appreciate how amazing it was but like not be the exact i don't know i guess maybe this is something i'll learn but it's just like that that's always been a tough blend because i want to be the dog and be like yeah but it could have been better we should have mm -hmm. won but also i want to be like yeah but like not that why does that matter in like life, but like why like like how do we just get better from that and like yeah. not freak out about this? I was remember how we were talking earlier about like the balance. Yeah. Finding that balance is very challenging, but it's fucking invigorating yeah. when you're like, ooh, I could do I could I could when I get on the jet, you know, you'll be on a jet in a few years after your with your family and be like, Oh, I could release this. Like Yeah. I know I'm a dog. I'm here because I'm a dog and I'm gonna be a dog tomorrow. But I could appreciate like I could, there's still an undertone of gratitude. Like I'm thankful for another chance the next sure. day. Like I'm thankful for my family being right here, waiting, waiting for me on the jet type shit. You I had know? an interesting one. I, I uh, heard a story about a dude. He always wanted to, or he's a professional golfer and finally won. And he like after borderline got like depressed in golf because he thought that winning would feel so much bigger mm. and it didn't. And it was interesting because when I won, it did feel like nothing changed in in the same in the in the light I'm talking about with him, and I think it's because I look at things more like I just want to get a little better every day. And I I think he looked at like I don't have big goals like like in the sense that like or specific goals. Mine is like a very like minute like one day at a time type thing. Right. Um. And I it was interesting because I was like, man, that's a scary thought that like you could have a goal and reach it. It's never gonna live up to the expectation. You're never gonna be as happy as you think you would when you do something. It all feels way smaller when you do it, and mm -hmm. then you get scared because it's like, well, then what am I doing this for? And if you focus on, well, like I'm just happy because I proved that I was getting better. It's mm -hmm. like it's such a simple basic thing, but it it, it like kind of rocked me when I heard that about him mm -hmm. because I was like, man, like. I'm glad I like again to your lucky breaks. It's a small and big lucky break that like that's not how I looked at it because mm -hmm. I could totally get that somebody would just be like, all right, never mind. Like I don't want to do this anymore. Mm -hmm. But that's not why I think you do what you do, why I do what I do. Like it's just that's not what gets me going. It's it's the it's the journey that gets the me. The now, going. man. We're just talking and I'm I'm just thinking about I'm making a mental note of all the books you need to read. <laughs> Power Now. This book I'm 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 listening to right now for like the fifth, sixth time. And just every time I listen to it, it's just more and more. I'm like, wow, I missed that. I'd appreciate audiobooks. Yeah, yeah, I got <laughs> the reading. The audiobooks are amazing. They're because they're just like, yeah, you have to. You're not retaining at the same rate. You're not like if you're sitting sure, at, when you're looking, yeah, because you're just dialed the fuck in when yeah. you're reading on the page. You're not retaining at the same rate. So, but you could just replay them. So yeah, I just replay them and like I catch a vibe, like treat them like a podcast almost. But um, to your point. That was part of like that awakening I had. I was in that, like I talked about, like I made it. Like I'm in this house in fucking Hollywood and like fucking models and my buddies are here and I got a studio and we're, you know, Your like. Life's good. <laughs> right. And I, and I couldn't be happy. That was scary. This guy talks about like the only thing we have is now. It's only thing that exists. The past is a memory. Guess what? I have a horseshit memory. The brain. A lot of people have bad memories, right? Like the brain is not a precise machine, right? Yeah. So it's like this, 
even your idea of the past and like some people really sad and get caught up in the past you're it's just your idea it's just the way your brain processed what happened back then who knows if it was even actually like that yeah the future doesn't exist yet only thing we have is right now and when you set your goals in the now you don't like oh when i get that win man i'll be fucking on yeah because then when you get there you're still it's just back to the now again (laughs) this is your new now yeah so like the now of like your goal just like these baby steps and like when i talk about gratitude like waking up saying wow i was thankful as hell my wife's here i got my shit i'm not fucking hurting for money yeah you know i get to go play the game i love i'm fucking great at it and then i really think like i'm a huge i was never the now like i was always what's next yeah just like why you know and that's part of what makes you a dog and what makes you great yeah so like i said this whole thing is a balancing act yeah and it's not the easiest thing there's no sign i don't have it figured out whatsoever i just know i can articulate what i'm going through and i know in that book the seven spiritual laws there's a law of giving which i realized i wasn't really everything i was doing for was for myself and not not in a way of like I'll take care of my dogs and my family, but that's doing, that's helping myself too. Sure. I mean, just like, what am I giving and offering to the world? Like with nothing expected in return. And I thought talking with dope people and talking about shit that I know got me out of the trenches. I know a lot of people, a a lot of people, this is how I could give in my own way. You know, I'm not rich enough to be able to give like, you know, like there's a lot of, there's a lot, there's a lot of things you can do with just your time too. Like even just like, Walking down the street, you see someone smiling at them, giving them good energy. There's that. Yeah. There's giving at the smallest macro level. You have nothing to give besides a smile and a, a like just good wishes. You know, like yeah. there's, there's a lot of shit that I was just so blind to. I never did that. Yeah. And I wouldn't fucking. I'd be like, oh, you know, like just in my <laughs> own fucking tunnel vision. Where am I going? If I'll acknowledge them, if they're gonna acknowledge me, and they can help me get to where I'm going. Sure. You know. So. There's just so much shit that uh, in life that I think when you get to this phase and you start looking inside and you start really, really genuinely wanting to grow in this direction, it opens up the floodgates. And I know golf, you'll fucking, it's just going to take you to another level. Really, it is. It's I'm excited. Take, it's like a whole new, honestly, a whole new world in a weird way. Yeah. That's how I feel. It's like, it's like I've been doing the day, day to day, get better every day with like just physical. It's like I've spent... I mean, in the least amount of time, I've spent 18 years doing that. Mm-hmm. Now it's like I next. have 18 years to make up for that. And like this, what I, from the age of 12 to now, physically is crazy. It's like, I can't imagine where your brain is. That's the hard part, though. Like, that's the legwork. You did all this fucking legwork. Now, this shit, like for me, pretty quick. Like in the sense of, again, I have, don't have shit figured out at all. But I, I did a lot of the fucking legwork. Like I did a lot. I spent 10,000 hours in the studio in the last 10 years. Yeah. Like I, I really did. I, I, that's what I do, you know? So yeah. now like I work on my mind. A lot of people are like, oh, what music you listen to? To be honest, not a lot, yeah. you know? Because like I kind of just try to make sure I'm like living my life the best and keeping my mind as clear of negativity as possible. And I think songs like flow to me, you know? And Interesting. Like, yeah, like that flow state. It's not reactionary. I'm not fighting anyone. I'm not hitting hitting a golf ball. But sometimes I just get a little like tingle where I'm like, ah, oh, it's a good time to make a song. I think that's just like in, intuitively like, you know. Yeah. Like something to think about too. Even ideas or even like the talent you have. You put in all the fucking work, right? You, you put in all the work. 
all those 12 since you were 12 and and you that's complete you have ownership of that that right of saying that but why the fuck were you built with why were you born with the talent you yeah. have why were you born even with the mental state or with the parents you have you could have had horseshit parents that programmed you terribly and or terrible friends that got you in the wrong shit or like for me like can't believe i can fucking make music i would have never thought it but you know ideas where do they come from yeah are they mine <laughs> yeah you know what i'm saying like are they really mine where where are they coming from you know like there's just so much to think about we're getting really deep but there's just so much to think about when you open i got out of a jock i was in a jock bubble my yeah. entire life so like i was the like jock. the baseball's the jock bubble. <laughs> yeah like i was really just a jock and like fuck man like every day now i feel reinvigorated because there's just so much more to life that i never sure. thought about and i think athletes that tap in and like can kind of as much you got to be in your your tunnel vision towards what makes you great when you're tapped into that higher frequency like whoa thinking of things on a bigger level i just think it's like my word my the way i the way of looking at it is like you're just making space for better ideas more yeah, flow that's a good way to more look creativity at it. on the course just more flow like more I just think there's there's so much to be tapped into and I, when I talk to athletes I try to go down this path because I think athletes I know how I was when I was an athlete it can make you yeah it's very very people always say like you need to be I've never believed in this but you need to be selfish to be great I never bought into that because I think at times like if I need to practice and somebody's like hey come out it's like well no like mm -hmm. this is what I have to do right or whatever but there's there's you know, plenty of other times more so than, than not, where it's like, you can't, you shouldn't be like a selfish person in that, like to the giving thing, like you should be not narrow-minded enough to be able to blow by somebody and not give them at least your energy at the very least. Um, but mm -hmm. it's like this, it, it's, it's the sports thing is so, so difficult because it, is. it obviously is you, like you're, you're the, at least in golf, you're the CEO, you're the, you're the boss, you're the talent, but too. you, you, I guess this is the blend. It's like you have to also spend time being like gracious and or, or having gratitude. And mm -hmm. like I, I read like the the Kobe Bryant's book. He talked a lot about how you try to be more disciplined off the basketball court because then being disciplined on it was such a mm -hmm. simple idea. It mm -hmm. was very easy to do both things when you're doing it all throughout your life. And mm -hmm. that's where like what you just said, creating space for like good things happening in golf. Like the more calm and comfortable I am the more my body reacts the way it would when I'm practicing when there's no tension but it's like the flow moment state. I get in there and I'm not in the flow state when I'm in a tournament which is much much easier to be like uptight well now you're making golf swings that you don't ever make because you mm -hmm. would never practice like mm -hmm. all tight like that mm -hmm. and that's where that's where I'm seeing in the very beginning of all this like the letting like I I call it letting it go like you just gotta like in my golf swing like just let it go like mm -hmm. whatever happens happens I do not care where this goes I'm just gonna hit it and I'm gonna go find it mm -hmm. and it's crazy how much better I play when I think that it's like the result doesn't matter I'm just gonna let myself do it and if it doesn't go well then I'm gonna go learn how not to do that next time but mm -hmm. I'm not gonna worry about that in the now like that's not the priority the priority is now to just let it happen and react right and there. then you know what you do then just right, find it all and got. it's all good yeah and that's the interesting part about um, you know, matching your mind to your body is, especially in a sport, in, in any sport, but especially in a sport like golf, it's like, all right, well, I just got to see what I've, you know, kind of built and then let it happen. Love it, bro. What did it feel like when you got your, uh, I mean, you, 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 you had your a year where you struggled immensely, then you had a big fucking win. Was that this year? It was last year. Last year? Or, yeah, no, sorry. We're in 2021. Uh, 2019. 2019. 
What'd you get a million dollars or 1.4? What did that feel like? It was wild, but it was crazy how the it's a huge. I swear the money didn't even. Yeah, it was cool as hell. I would be lying if like I set my uh, alerts on my bank uh, to like find out when it hit. But Mm -hmm. like it was crazy how far off that thought was when it happened. Like, yeah, I felt incredibly validated and beyond anything like the most proud I've ever been and just like talk about like yourself like I was very proud of myself and Mm -hmm. like that's a hard thing to say for most people there's very few times we could be that proud of ourselves I was very proud because I again going to what like you can't lie to yourself I know how bad it was in my between the years it was bad like it was dark I I make the joke that every time I thought there was rock I hit rock bottom I found a shovel and dug a little deeper (laughs) like it was bad like I was probably not a good person to be around yeah I could not have been a pleasure but so when I, to, to be able to like see the light and like at least see that I accomplished something that I had dreamed of two years prior was, was big. And, and so, but that, and that's the exciting thing for me is like, those are the moments I appreciate more. It's, I mean, money's nice. It, yeah. it helps you feel comfortable. Money's and, just, a, I said, that's why I asked this question. I, money's just, it's just a tool. Like, I really think it's a, an amazing, like you can hang a nice picture up with a hammer or you can fucking break shit with a hammer. Yeah, that's a so great like point. a tool where like, you know, like there's a lot of freedom that comes with it. There's a lot of, uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? There's a relaxation that yeah, you can- Yeah, yeah, that's why I tell people. It's like, I, I'm very, like, I, I'm, it is, I, I feel for people who have to feel stress about like finance, oh, like yeah. making their home payment. Like that, oh, yeah. that is real life stress. So I'm not like taking away from it, but I like, first off the f- happiest person I've ever met has next to no money. Like mm-hmm. he's a buddy of mine. He is just cool mm-hmm. all the time. Like he's always okay. And I also like my little brother-in-law, uh, he's 25 years old. Uh, I was struggling like in a tournament. This was very recently. And, uh, he like texted Lacey and he was like uh, you know he should be fine like he's been doing like well like like financially like why is he tripping and I like I I like always tell people I'm like I I can I know you won't believe me but like when you get on the train of thought or at least on the vibe I'm on where like and and mostly every like successful person is where you just want to keep improving Mm -hmm. and you're not I could have a trillion dollars and be mad like I will be frustrated like because it no longer I'm super lucky to have money like i'm mm-hmm. not taking that for granted but at the same time it does not mean that that is now the end all be all and i can just be happy like that doesn't the reason i feel like i have like a, a comfortable setup is because i that doesn't really matter right. enough to me to like just set rest my laurels on like i just want to keep mm-hmm. improving what makes me happy is playing good golf and w- to do that i have to do all of these things that mm-hmm. we talked about like and th- so so when you're not playing good golf you're still pissed off like right and that, that's like and that, that's that's the thing like yeah it's a that's a perfect way to say it it's money is a tool to do the things you want to do but mm-hmm. i mean i've never been on a vacation more fun than winning my tournament like, yeah it's just there's no shot you could match that like yeah. there's nothing for me in my life that that kid like outside of my family there's nothing i could go do that would be more fun than that like mm-hmm. I, I i have my my uh you know my personal things are fun on a completely different level, like more, more like deeper in my heart. But like, as far as like why I wake up every day, that's that, that, that is the tops at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, that's, you know, that's honestly, it's a, it's a constant with a pretty, I mean, there's a reason it's so cliche and people who don't have money be like, the fuck are you guys talking about? It's just never really, I don't, I don't really think I've ever heard anyone 
really say it's about the money. Yeah. You know, like, and if it is, they're just going to, it's just going to breed discontent. Like I you think have that's what to it have is. The yeah. purpose. You have to have the purpose. When the money comes with the purpose, that's when everything's really exactly. Fire. Yeah, I, I do. Yeah, I, there's probably some people out there you could give a boatload of money and they they could probably find a way for to a be okay. Bit. But there's going to be a point where you're just going to be like, well, for a little bit. Not man. saying that you shouldn't like. Ever, I wish more like people didn't have to go through the struggles. Of Me it. too. So it's like it's such a hard thing to talk about because it's I it like comes off callous and it's not because like I, yeah, no. I I but it's just like for for the the in like the d depths of it like again. The general day-to-day -day stress I have is very, very low. Yeah. But the burning fire you have is the stuff that makes you feel like the happiest. Yeah. That's the stuff that you like literally live for. Yeah. And that and that's where it's hard to explain. But obviously, as people grow up, they start to understand that. It's like you know, with family, like I haven't had a kid yet, but like if and when I have a kid, you planning I'm planning sure, on it. Yeah, I mean, not like soon, soon. Like I still like. Shotgunning still beers, fertile, a little still too fertilizing. Much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, still, still, uh, <laughs> Lacey and me, no, we're, we're still a little, little kids mentally, yeah, um, yeah. But like when that happens, obviously, then you like that's what everybody tells me, like athlete or otherwise, like then you have this whole new renowned passion. You can't believe that there's like now it feels like probably there's two fires burning yeah. inside you, Hell and then yeah. you have to balance those two. But like for, for now, it's just like I, 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 I have a singular goal. And everyone around me in my like inner circle is on like is on the same in, in the same boat as like this is where we're what going. What a blessing and that it's is. Fun. And that's that's and I I talked to Johnny about this actually. This is the most interesting person to talk to about. When I played bad in 2017, it's interesting. Twenty not that I was playing great before, but I was doing well. And you start meeting people and getting the uh like again, not that I was uber successful you get like the leech people the people yeah. that just want to say they know somebody on pj tour or somebody whatever and it was very wild to me because as this is what john and i were talking about because he's probably gone through this more than anybody mm -hmm. um as i played worse i got less and less text messages mm -hmm. from a ton of people but more and more from now who are will forever be my best friends mm -hmm. and like and 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 lacy obviously like they became louder and everyone became quieter. And now that things have gotten back up, it's so funny how much like I can, re like if somebody texts me, like I don't leave a lot of people on red, but it's like, all right, well, yeah, yeah, I yeah. remember that. Like, mm -hmm. I remember like, mm -hmm. it's weird that you're loud now because in 2017 you weren't mm -hmm. and you get people who would say things like, uh, Oh, I just didn't know what to say. And I was like, say something. Cause I have about 20, 10, 15, 20 people who did say something and mm -hmm. I appreciated every word. So I know it's a difficult thing, but it's, that's the, that's where I feel the most fortunate because I know that the people that I talk to basically on a daily basis now are the right people to yeah. talk to because, and that's, that's what John and I talked about. I was like, I feel very lucky and he feels very lucky that he now has his real friends, like mm -hmm. not just people. I yeah. feel like before now that I look back on it, it was just people, but I was excited because I, yeah, I'm it feels a, good. Yeah, and it feels good. And I like want more people around me. I love having friends. Like it's, right. I like meeting new people. Like it's, it's cool. But you, uh, you learn quickly that some people are just. It's a, it's not the same. Yeah. Uh, they're not on the same wavelength as you are as far as what mm -hmm. the relationship's gonna mm -hmm. do. It's a huge part of life is the relationships and the and the what what those relationships like when you can feed those relationships and and you, and you can nurture the ones that matter there's just there's no there's no like you can't put a price tag on growing relationships with people that really matter and when it's anything outside of that it could be very detrimental it could be very draining
Yeah. Uh, when you're not on the same frequency as people and you're putting an effort to something that doesn't even have the capability of growing in the right direction, you know? So it's a huge challenge when you're successful because success breeds the attention. Yeah. Um, but what a talk about gratitude. That's something I fucking write down every day. Yeah. That's right. The top to of my list is like, fuck my family. How lucky am I? Friends, how lucky am I? You know, like that everyone's happy, healthy, but we're all, they're all in my corner. You yeah, know, like being lonely in life is probably one of the hardest things in general. Like I think a big part of overall sadness, a lot of people feel alone and it's very isolating and scary. And you get when you're mentally telling yourself, oh, I'm so lonely. And then you're just alone. It's just like, it can get very dark very quick. Yeah. But having a fucking real support system I don't think there's anything more important, man. No, you've you been doing it the best of anybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude. You got the crew. I wouldn't have fucking... I don't know what the fuck I would be doing if I didn't have... I, I wouldn't... Yeah, I, it's hard for me to even picture it. Like, I can't even picture what it would look like if I didn't have them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just... I don't know what I would be doing and if I would be making music, what it would be like. And just don't... Just yeah, feels messy. Be, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? So... Man, yeah, huge. There'd be a stain on it for sure. For sure. So it's a huge, uh, It's you have all the ingredients. I'm happy we got linked up, man. Yeah, me too. But it's crazy. We talked about it like I'm a huge law of attraction guy. Like one, you were like, oh, it's ironic I met you now. And, you know, you and Johnny, it's like the, the, the timing, nothing's an accident. Nothing's yeah, a coincidence. That's what it feels. I mean, this is. Yeah, nothing's this an accident. Nothing, and everyone I get aligned with, like, I go into it now, like, you just mosey in the house and it's just like, <laughs> it, but it's not an accident. You yeah. know what I mean? And that's just how I look at before. I wouldn't look at it like that. I'd just be like, Oh, what's up? Somebody you know, came like, in the house, yeah. yeah, but it's just like, I always have, I'm open to the, you open your heart and your mind to that. But like when you're fucking frequency, when you think you're on the right frequency, you know, you're on the right frequency, you're going to be fucking attracting the right people, yeah. man. Right. People, things, places, everything, yeah. you know? So it's really fucking great to link up and, I'll have a probably a list of about twenty yeah, bucks. Yeah, I'm down. <laughs> and to start this journey yeah, I'm now, because it's I think it will be a huge unlock. I know you're very talented, and you're kind of labeled as one of the young, up and coming guys that could really have a real, a real um, big career. You yeah, know, it thanks. seems like so I'm getting older Johnny, by the minute, but fuck. Well, man, you're a spring <laughs> chicken, <to> baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, it's great, and then I'm for sure catching a tournament at some point. Yeah, I've only I'm, been to one. I was in Dallas. What the hell was that? Yeah, was Byron like, Nelson. Yeah, yeah, with with Sagan, and we were fucking. And that one's a that one's a lot like this one, except uh, yeah. less people. It's we, a were yeah, we were raging. It's a good one. Yeah, I'll, uh, I don't think there's one in Nashville, but do you come to Nashville at all? Uh, I Is mean, it a go like I know I didn't even go. I was just my dudes i write songs with a lot of the, all the country guys play and my buddy foley who's a big part of our group big creative guy on my team went and golfed with some of the guy the producers that i work with and i was hung over in bed um and not interested in golf because i never <laughs> have but um they fuck kid rock john daly was there kid rock uh <laughs> i feel like they just roll around together all the time <laughs> yeah they were together um bunch of cool motherfuckers it seems like there's a great little golf culture i don't know if it's it is like yeah so they have um there are two cities i wouldn't i would live outside of where i live right now it'd be uh, that would be one of them uh there's a web.com event there so we used to go through uh my old caddy back in the day <laughs> used to live there and i would always take a stop 
<laughs> Go fuck up Broadway. Yeah, Broadway was is the drunkest I've ever seen Lacey in my entire life. She was screaming <laughs> at half the bar. I mean, it was like it's the most it's truly the most fun place I've ever been. But it's also got yep. the outskirts of it are peaceful and there's great golf there and like mm. I I love that city. Like yeah. I truly love that city. But if you want to come to a golf tournament, this is probably the one to come to if you want to have here. a good time because. You're gonna forget there's golf being played. <laughs> you're just gonna end up. Like, gonna end up at the, yeah, it doesn't really matter. I'll meet you later. <laughs> Love it, man. Well, my, my, for- the the last thing, just just to give you a little taste. Yeah. Because she she doesn't want me to tell you the story, but I will. I'm not sure eighty times. <laughs> I feel but like I know Lacey sure already. Yeah. She uh, she uh, amongst my friends group, they they think she's the most fun human on the planet because every time she goes out to Old Town, she's on the table dancing. Whatever. She's rocking. But she like is a homebody. Like she likes yeah. her time at home. That's the best. <laughs> like, yeah, it's great. Cool. So. Waste management this past year, after uh, Saturday, third round, I, I played really well, so I'd be one of the last couple groups. So my caddy, Joe, stays at my house, um, and uh, there's a big concert, so one Kelly and and, uh, and Jared were at. Mm-hmm. And she goes, hey, I want to go. I'm going to go to the concert Saturday, Saturday or tonight. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. But I was like, you just don't be loud when you come in. Like, I got to sleep, whatever. Mm-hmm. I got to turn in the morning. She's like, yeah, yeah, of course. No worries. I never, you know. <laughs> well, 3 o'clock in the morning rolls around. <laughs> Comes Lights. In- <laughs> crazy and uh so the next so i'm like you know not mad because i've probably done that 800 times yeah. but uh but the next morning i end up going out and play and she comes she always walks and she comes walks walks holding but i can't see in the crowd there's so many freaking people and i finished the round and i played well i got six made a boatload of money i'm happy as shit Big and uh, I walk off. I walk out of the scoring thing, and I see. You know, see Joe. He gives me a high five. I see a couple of buddies over there give me a high five. I see somebody else give me a high five. I'm just kind of looking like, where's where's Lisa? Where's Lisa? I find her, and she's like, this, <laughs> this on the Slumped on the over. on the railing. And I'm like, I tap her on the back. I say, hey, hey, babe. And she goes, can we go home now? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And it was like such like a perfectly humbling thing. Yeah. It's like none of it mattered. None she of it was mattered. just like she was in survival mode. Yeah. Like get me to tomorrow. Love <laughs> like that. I can't live in whatever this is right now. So that's what you need to experience. Hell yeah! I'll show you a good. Time. I'll be there for sure. I'll be there for sure. <laughs> It'll be life of the party. Thank you for uh, coming through, man. What a thank what you. A We're combo. gonna miss you out here. In, I know. Uh, in the I know. Day. I wish we got linked up a little earlier, but it is what it is. We're we're headed to Montana. You got some buddies in town, right? Yeah. This weekend, yeah. you're saying. They're looking for chug buds, huh? <laughs> yeah, they Maybe. said they can't get them in Oklahoma. I'll give you a few. Okay. We have some. <laughs> They're going to freak out. Yeah, I'll give you a few. Uh, tell them I say what's up, too. I will. And uh, enjoy yourself. But yeah, we'll, we've made some really good friends here. Yeah. I was saying it to the guys here when we were out the other night, just like, I'm a huge like energy guy. I really can tell if I feel comfortable around people. You found the people. right crew. Yeah. Great crew out here. <laughs> and just, I was in LA for seven years and I didn't really like anyone. <laughs> it's tough. Like, there's a few. I'm from there. There's it's a tough. few guys. But like. Even like where I like, I'm right in the thick of the bullshit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, in I'm in like plastic, the entertainment, uh, like both physically and Hollywood. Mentally. Yeah, like you know what I'm saying. So it was hard for me. At one point, I kind of lost faith, and I was just like, maybe it's just like me and my dogs, and that's really it. <laughs> yeah, which it'll do it to you there. Yeah, but not, just getting out on. here has been so refreshing, and we're we're headed to Montana. Gonna go fuck off in the woods for a while. <laughs> Some team building exercises out there, and then uh, do some uh, calisthenics and some of those. Yeah. Uh, uh, what, are, what are they called? The, uh, the tree climbing and then the obstacle courses. <laughs> yeah. get, get everybody. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how much. I mean, I'm gonna go for like a go out every day for like some kind of hike. I I I haven't lived in the cold in so long. Yeah, it's gonna be. We're gonna be snowed in. We got a hundred acre ranch out there. Fucking John Dotton from Yellowstone Ranch, Stevie Daniels. But yeah, we're lo- <laughs> we're looking forward to it. So yeah, man, we'll miss you, but we'll stay in touch and. Uh, I'm going to start reading. Yeah, I'm going to get you. I'm going to put you on the homework. All right, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, appreciate you. Yes, sir.